3D6 down the line. Okay, we're back. Episode 4 of the Dolmenwood campaign, Old School Essentials in the setting of Dolmenwood by Gavin Norman. Uh, I am John, and I am also joined with my friends here once again, Mike, David, Ted, and Matt. And we are picking up right where we left off. Um, and if you guys remember, it's been a couple weeks. I hope everyone had a good holiday and a happy new year. We were at the... Uh, on. We were just outside the Abbey of St. Cluid, I believe. Actually, I think the, the trappers that you had met um, had just left through the gate, about to go back down the path. Um, but you guys had were uh, going to regroup and plan again what you were exactly were going to do because you heard... Um, you heard a young boy's voice from within the bell tower say, do you want some more teeth, Mr. Raggenbone? And that's sort of where we left off. So just, just a a brief, we won't do a whole brief recap, but just a a quick overview of the situation, right? So first of all, the date, it is the 12th of Limewald. So it is February, it is 10 AM in the morning. Um, I can't remember what the weather was, was, but I'm pretty sure it was a probably like a clear and crisp day, but cold. Um, snow basically blankets the ground, uh, so you can easily see footprints. Now, you know that there was footprints going back and forth from the main uh, broken-down self-standing gate that led from the pathway up this plateau that directly led to the northwest to the uh, main chapel of the abbey, right? You investigated that. That's whenever you heard the trappers inside telling you to be quiet because you announced yourselves and all that kind of stuff, and they were trying to hunt these ghost crows, these ethereal crows, right? They come out and tell you to be quiet. On your way back, you notice that there is actually a separate set of footprints of small, small footprints, like children's footprints, right? They are going back and forth between the bell tower, which is the only um, fully intact structure of the complex amongst the abbey, um, and the graveyard, right? Going back and forth. All you know, Argus noticed that whenever the whenever um, uh, Halifax and Snell went to go investigate the abbey, right? Uh, so, uh, now Alfred, did, um, Mike, Mike, did, were you able to watch any of the last session? Do you, are you kind of caught up on what's going on? Yeah, I watched the whole thing. I saw okay. them, I, I watched them screw up the, the hunter's hunt. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> yeah. I, I must have missed the part though, with the kids saying, do you want any more teeth, Mr. Rag and Bones? That was I like the very last part of the session. Yeah. So, 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 so I think I blacked the- that out. Was it the hunt the hunter guys that had told us about Mr. Raggenbones? Uh Esme. Esme, Esme, yeah, who was the other was the female hunter who was left back to guard the camp in the woods. Now, um, so just to give you the basic geography of the area so you know what your choices are here, right? You are in the far southeastern portion of the Abbey complex right now, which basically means you're standing underneath the broken ruins of a of a of a arched gate. Right, so it looks like there was probably a wall that went all the way around the abbey, but that lo- that lo- that wall is completely gone. It's probably been looted for stone over the centuries and all that kind of good stuff. So there's only like this kind of crumbling structure of a gate. So you can easily just walk around. You don't need to go through the gate to get into the abbey proper. Do you understand what I'm saying? So when you um, and then directly in front of you to the north is this bell tower, right? So it's a it's a three story structure with a belfry in the top. And you guys immediately noticed that there was these, um, there was dark, there were crows that were basically milling about in there. Your disturbance over the past, uh, since you've been here, caused them to explode outwards and then go back in again, right? That's also from where you heard this, the small boy's voice say, would you like some more teeth, Mr. Raggenbones? Mm-hmm. So you've got footprints that are going from the bell tower towards the southwest. So basically crossing your, enti- your path to the uh, abbey, to the chapel proper, that um, 
uh, that go from the bell tower to the graveyard. The graveyard is dominated by a lot of graves, obviously, but there is um, a, a large um, mausoleum there. Ted? The, the graveyard and mausoleum are in the western portion of this? The southern, the I guess you would say southern. So if you wanted to do like the cardinal points to make it kind of really easy, you have yep. the graveyard to the south. You have the bell tower to the east, which is sort of like where you guys entered. Yep. You have uh, the ruined chapel to the northwest-ish, but we'll call it west. And then there is another structure which is much smaller than a chapel, but it's wholly in ruins. It looks like some sort of dwelling of some sort directly to the north, sort of behind the bell tower. So you haven't really got a good look at that. There also seems to be like some sort of um, uh, a small structure uh, to the south of the chapel, sort of like in the western part of the, uh, that looks like it's completely overgrown with um, vines and uh, dead uh, dead vegetation because it's winter time. It's, it's it's a small thing though. You just can't quite make make out what the, the vines are kind of growing over. You know what I mean? Well, there's no yeah. wall around the complex. Not though. anymore. There there is there's pieces, but they're so small that they. they you know what I mean? There's no. You know, you, you know what we guys. You know what you guys. What we got to do, man? We got to find the farmers that were so frosty to come here and steal the stones to build their like farmhouses. Those are the guys we need to have on our side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly um well, although you don't know if it was looted or maybe it was just over time they um you don't it, yeah you don't know what happened. probably a lot of now and uh, so the, the footprints go from the graveyard to the south to the bell tower to the east and then back again correct the small like, human footprints yeah and then there's a, a well-trodden like it's basically it, there's so many footprints that you it, 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 you know it's just sort of a muddy path um is what you guys have been walking on and what the trappers have been going on which leads directly from the gate to the ruined chapel right um so that's kind of like a muddy slushy ground right now now you haven't seen any ghost crows um and there's just right. a couple of um i did make a mistake when i described the cages that those guys were using um uh i told you that they had like these these sort of large bird cages right um and that they uh like wicker or something right yeah made out of wicker and i'm wrong they were actually they're they're actually much more rare and highly specialized than i made them out to be um they're obviously bird cages but they are um they're actually made of wrought silver interesting oh so that makes sense the 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 bars themselves are made out of wrought silver silver right now they still have these very kind of long wooden poles where they've got these um uh, these this netting at the end, right? Like these big, long sort of uh, traps to to kind of catch these birds. But the netting itself is also you can see like it drapes heavier than typical twine, and that mm-hmm. that too is sort of in uh, laced within the netting is actually like a fine silver thread throughout the netting. Um, and um, uh, there was something else I wanted to mention oh yeah elfric so uh, you, uh we're just doing the typical thing where you've been there all along but elfric you what is the spell that you memorize for the day shield shield okay cool um and i should mention that uh actually let me find it here a little map just double check why why are all the names in dolmenwood vaguely threatening <laughs> it's, it's almost, it's almost like, like this danger. is danger. Yeah, it's not a safe place. <laughs> Strange. I enough. mean, yeah. Hall of Sleep could be a nice place to stay. So, you, when um when you all traveled westward, 
uh, Elfric, uh, when you were traveling on the Swinney Road um, and you went for about four miles west, um, you were still kind of, you had that, uh, the moaning of the dead still kind of in the back of your head. Um, mm-hmm. But after about four miles and as soon, basically as soon as you hit uh, the Sinkhole Creek to the east, which um, connects the Groaning Lock to the, the Great Lake Longmere. Um, actually, I can switch us over to the uh, big map there. Um, uh, let me see if I can get this zoomed in here how do i move the there we go um yeah so the sinkhole creek if uh is sort of like that stretch of water there between the groaning lock and lake longmere can you kind of see that there so when you kind of hit that um and you're kind of paralleling it on the road that's when the moaning actually kind of died down a little bit Hmm. but when you actually entered the uh area of the abbey ruins something else started uh popping up in your head another feeling dirty uh, something that, that you've not felt before but just as that strain that same sort of vibe to it like kind of makes you uncomfortable kind of gives you a little bit of a headache um and it's the sensation that you're being constantly observed by a pitiless malevolence that's the worst kind of malevolence yeah yeah it's not good. so it's like uh, it's something almost cthulhu-esque in its it's uh it's it's willful disregard for you. Do you know what I mean? It's like you know, it's, it, it it loves you not. Is sort of like the feeling you get. It makes you like basically instantly paranoid. Very uncomfortable. And the rest of you all see Elfric like constantly. Like, did you hear that? Or like looking over his shoulder. You know, like uh, you know that that sort of thing. Um, Does this is, have something to do with the the tentacles on the map in the middle of Lake Longmere? I don't is know that... what you're talking about. Oh. <laughs> I'm beginning to wonder if I like fell asleep when we rolled on an insanity table or something because I, <laughs> I think I'm just I, crazy. Man. Has he begun talking to the mule yet? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that is Ethel with you. I can't remember if Ethel was with you or if she's back. We, we, we left we, her. We tied her at camp. Yeah. We left okay. her with uh, what was her name? Esme. Esme. Left her with Esme. 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 Mule, Esme. Mule's name is gonna... Esme. No, uh, no mule's was... name is Ethel. The other uh, trapper's name is Esme. Ethel right. and Esme. It sounds like uh, it sounds like a '90s cop show. All right. <laughs> so um, yeah, your trapper is basically Esme is back um, uh, at camp, but uh, basically just out of sight and cowering um, and not happy at all that you disturbed the the quiet uh, here in the Abbey is Degish, who's the leader. He's dirty blonde and he has like a long goatee. Boroth, who is very gaunt and tall, with a uh, he has like a bushy black mustache, like just a mustache, but it's like super bushy. And then um, there was the uh, as to be named third trapper that we finally got a name for Gringle. Um, Gringle. Gringle, of course, uh, who is a rather overweight uh, gentleman. Looks like he's enjoyed life um, a little bit too much, um, and he, but he has like a, a pockmarked face, like his face is all like uh, all jacked up. So those are your guys that are sort of they're just outside the gate, um, and they're like, we're not. Nope, nope, no, thank you. You guys have not investigated anything. You've only been out here on the ground. Right. Yeah, so I have my bow trained at the tower door. Okay. Uh, from that gate. I'm sort of like leaning against it. Uh, and the voice came from inside the bell tower. That's what you're aiming at right now? Just so I'm caught yes, up? Yes, the bell tower's door, um, which the children's footprints. 
We also saw what, like some shadowy movement up in the tower itself when we first arrived. Right, I remember that from the last session. Okay, can I just ask how far away is the cemetery? Like, what's the distances between cemetery and bell tower and bell tower and ruined? Um, it's it's not far. You're well the, between the bell tower and the mausoleum. You're probably looking at about maybe thirty yards. Um, the furthest the furthest structure away is the chapel itself, which you guys retreated from, um, and that's probably I think I said it in the last one, but I can't remember. But I'll, I'll make it up again, and I'll say it's about sixty yards. Okay, and then just around the cemetery, is there any kind of like fence or like a wrought iron no. gates or nope so it, 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 it abuts the ruins of the old wall to the south but then it kind of is opens up right. into the central area of the of the um abbey grounds itself john right. you, you had mentioned the uh also this this small building it's kind the of vine. underground yes that's to the north yeah behind the tower you don't really have a good look at it right now because you're the tower is sort of blocking your view of it and john have i ever heard any um in my erudite uh, wizard training, have I heard of a rag and bone man in any kind of mythology or any kind of lore of Dolmenwood or, you know, maybe a platinum selling artist or anything like that? You have not. I know we have heard of like rag and bones as like a phrase, but uh, you, your characters have never heard that particular phrase before. So while he's watching the door, I'm going to kind of like follow the footprints back to the cemetery. I'm not going to enter the cemetery. But I want to see if I can see like disturbed graves or like are there a bunch of skulls lying on the ground where the teeth have been pulled out, that kind of thing. Goes to the mausoleum, doesn't it? Yeah, the mausoleum would be the first thing you approach upon entering the graveyard, but there's nothing stopping you from just bypassing the mausoleum and moving. Oh, but in. I thought that's exactly where the footprints went. They can do, they do, yeah, they do. They go to the mausoleum. Yeah, they just go straight to this mausoleum. They don't go around like No, they do. Well, it depends. If, this is what you saw from a distance. Oh. Now, if you're investigating right. closer, I'm go backtrack and see if I see anything that looks like what I described. Okay, yeah. So, so as quiet as you can, you kind of move towards that area. Um, so you see that the stone walls themselves are uh, they're crumbling, of course, so sprawled with ivy, um, and they're uh, they're being buckled by the intruding roots of like a bunch of like yew and holly trees. Um, and it looks like there are several hundred grades, uh, se- several hundred graves here. Most of them just on a cursory look, like, look like they are, um, all monks, like just judging by the names, you know what I mean? Um, uh, of lower orders, basically. Um, and they have stone, stone tombstones. They yeah. They, like they, they, they little, little tombstones. They're very sort of, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, not a not a big affair, right? They're all, plain. Yeah, they're very yeah. plain. Um, they each have like the revelator on them, um, and uh, you know, just basically the name of the of the of the monk that was on them. Um, you do notice that um, at the, uh, if you're looking at the graves carefully, that of course. Um, well, let me double check. I want to make sure I get my that. It looks like no one has been buried here, just judging by the dates in general. And you can't be sure without, like, really taking a lot of time to look at every single grave. But no one's been buried here in the past 200 years. That would be jive with about when the uh, uh, mythical conflict. Uh, No, mythical conflict is why the Abbey's here, isn't it? Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. it was built because St. Cluid 
and the Atticorn died here, and what was previously here was a ring of standing stones. And then they erected the right. abbey um, about uh, 200 and, 225 years ago, basically. So it didn't last long as an abbey then. <laughs> well, you the the no, the cataclysm. Well, let me double check. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> that, 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 that's what yeah. I can't remember now is what is what yep. caused the abbey to fall into ruin. I remember there was the big fight that is the reason why they founded it there, but I can't remember. Give me what one we would know about second. The I got the date here. Derp, derp. Uh, let's see. So it looks like the abbey itself was built about 300 years ago. Yeah. So no, 300 years yeah, ago, yeah, so I was right. they were burying people up until about 200 years ago. So the Abbey was around and functioning for like 100 years, right? So for, the, for, these, for these particular time. graves, but you, what you do notice that there is a particular lack yeah. of higher order monks here. They're probably in the mausoleum or underneath the cathedral or walking right. around in the woods waiting for us to go out and take a leak. <laughs> right. Uh, so... <clears throat> So are the graves disturbed? Yes, some of them are. Okay, that's the other thing you notice. So uh, that right. there uh, looks like a couple of them, um, actually more than a couple, a great deal of them are actually in the process of being um, like carelessly dug up. Like they're not like it's not like a nice little <laughs> square or oblong rectangle. You know what I mean? It looks like they're just like heaps of dirt have been kind of pulled out from some of them. Yeah. Or if you find a skull, it won't have any teeth in it. Now, as you as you're kind of looking at this, you kind of you kind of pass by again the uh, mausoleum, which is your typical sort of neoclassical sort of like you know uh, frieze and uh, pillars and stuff like that. Um, and it uh, you hear a scrabbling within, like scrabbling claws in the darkness beyond the pillars. Yeah, I immediately retreat away from that. You I notice too that the footprints in the snow um, go up and into the mausoleum, but also circle around to like a lot of those dug up graves. Okay. Um, I'm going to go back to the group and I'm going to report to them what I saw. Something's been digging up the graves. Um, I heard sounds coming from inside the shadows of the mausoleum. Like animal claw sounds. You want to go check? Out, I don't <laughs> animals, uh, whatever. I something with claws was scrabbling around in there. You can feel free to hear it. Here's a torch, you can borrow one of mine. Go in there, go check it out. Uh, now, I got to tell you, the where what, what I'm curious about is that little house back there that we can't really see. Yeah, we well. could go check that out, but I'm also curious about who's talking in the bell tower, which is also a little scary. Right. I, I mean, if y'all want to scout around, I'm going to keep my bow trained on the bell tower door. Now, so that's, that's sort of you can. So, Snell, you can see up in the belfry that there is movement up there, and you know what that movement is. Yeah. Right. Now, hold on a second, Swinny. I thought you wanted to be looking for that little princess girl. You think she's uh, covered in your vines, or you think she's in that tower? Or is she the one pulling teeth out of the uh, old monk's well, heads? Yeah, probably uh, is. Like I, I, you want to go exploring, that's fine. But like I, you know, this was your I, idea. No, no, no. I, I was just thinking that uh, that, that tower's terrifying. But maybe 
know, our, 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 whole, our, our whole thought process here in coming here was that uh, bandits who've taken her may have taken her here to utilize some of the scary stuff around this place to help help uh, uh, keep other people away. I wonder if this I tower. I think so too. Um, uh, I wonder if uh, that building behind may be. Uh, a likely place for that. If the what tower was, itself is what's scary, and they sneak around behind to stay in there, because we've been in, we've been into the the chapel. Uh, uh, the huntsman would have noticed right. if if she was in there. I think uh, that's fair. Well, you didn't right? you didn't go in, right? right you but approached the door. If okay. there were a bunch of brigands living in there with kidnapped girl. Oh, you were saying, you're saying the huntsman. I thought you meant Snell. Yeah, 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 they're, yeah. they're trappers, technically. I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah. there's yeah. two. There's two additional buildings, though, uh, Matt. There's there's the overgrown one that's to the west, and then there's another one that we haven't really gotten a look at that's behind the bell tower. Which one are you talking about? Oh, I thought there was only one that we had. Uh, there's because there's From the, what the, I was the asking John. one in the west. Yeah, what sort of no, north no, and no, west? Matt, 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 what you said is basically correct. There's basically one other um, significant building, and that is behind the bell tower. Difficult but to see said, because the bell tower is. But yes, but yes, there is a uh, some sort of structure that has been completely covered by um, vines and ivy and stuff like that. But it's very, very small, and you can't even determine what kind of structure it is. It's only because of the vegetation that you know that there is something that was man-made underneath yeah. it. Um, right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now that's the one that's behind the bell tower. You guys no. are just, you guys are discussing this, and then you hear you hear Snell go Sk! because you hear uh, Snell. You see movement coming out of the door, and you yep. hear you hear his bow get drawn tight. You see a small figure, um, a blonde, a little boy, like tiny, about five years old, comes backing out of the thing, and um, he's basically like skipping backwards. And you hear him say, "It's, it's the voice that you heard before." All right, Willie, let's go back. Let's go back to the graves. Mr. Raggedbone said we should get some more. Come on, Willie. What are you waiting for? And then he turns, he whirls around and he's like, oh! you know, and he's like, like this little, little five-year-old boy with like blonde hair and is like, you know, then he's just like is completely silent. Like anything like that? No, no. He's just like a little waif, like little street urchin, like little kid. He's basically wearing, wearing nothing but rags, like just like a dirty little tunic with like a little bit of a drawstring and like some, some pants. And he's got in like the middle, in the middle of this winter. And okay. yeah. And he's got, um, but he's got like uh fur skin boots that are being like cobbled together. Basically that are, that are wrapped up around his um, little, his little shins. Um, and as he turns around, he's like, oh! and he sees looking down the, you know, the, <laughs> the arrow the of snail, um, uh, <laughs> a, a, a taller child, a taller boy with dark, like sort of like swept over black hair, like emo sort of black hair, bumps into him as he's as coming out, and he's like, "All right, he's like, all right, let's go, let's go. What are you waiting for?" And then they and then he puts his hand on the kid's shoulder. He's like, "Oh," and you hear him like this little boy. If you were his parents, you'd be mad. He's like, "Oh fuck," <laughs> as, <laughs> as he sees the rest Language. of you. Um, and he he say, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I was just gonna say. I say, "All right, the lot of you over to my friend here, Halifax." He'll help you. I'm gonna point uh, <laughs> oh, over at Halifax Correction Board. <laughs> quick, quick. Uh, uh, we're 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 here just to protect and serve, is what I say. <laughs> so, both the still young out. <laughs> like this, you know, my hands out, be like, "Hey guys, how's it going?" So Willie, the older child, um, you can see that there's a 
there's intelligence to this kid's eyes, right? Like yeah. he's, you know, like he, he immediately like lowers his brows and he's like looking at you like real suspicious. And he real carefully, he just takes, he takes Bilbrey by the shoulder real firmly. Bilbrey, yeah. he didn't say his name, but his name is Bilbrey. Uh, this, this little young boy. And he, <clears throat> he like just puts him behind him, right? Like real slow. And Bilbrey's like shaking, like he's like ready to like cry. And um, and when, yeah. he, when he moves him back, that means that Bilbrey's now like sort of back into the building, right? Sure. Yeah. I'm he's just like, like, he's like, who are you? What do you just want? Some, just some folks passing through, looking for somebody. Wondered if you'd seen anybody coming by around recently. Uh, yes, 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 lads. Little uh, little girl, name name of Violet. We think that uh, she may have been lost. Do you mean me? And you hear this young girl's voice speak from the darkness, and you see Willie like turn around, and he's he's like Violet. Shh. She's like out of the oh. way, Willie, and she like. Very different accent than William Bilbrey. She comes out. She's a young six-year-old girl, so she's sort of in between the two kids. Um, but where she's only like a year older than Bilbrey, she's very maintained, right? She's very prepossessed. Um, she's wearing uh, aristocratic clothes, but that have been completely shredded, like you know, like just hanging off of her, basically. Um, and uh, very dark-haired, dark-eyed. <laughs> Halifax, you have been in the presence of Lady Harrowmore uh, before, and you can see the... I can't remember if I told you if you've been in the presence of Violet herself. Not, I, like, I've seen her. Like, I've seen her from a distance. It's not like we... Well, if you if I did say that you had saw her, saw her this is this is her. And if you okay. even if you hadn't seen her, the resemblance to her mother is uncanny. The dark hair and the dark eyes are a dead giveaway. Um, I, I put she, my hand out and kind of push Snell's bow down. And then I go to one knee and I say, My lady... We've been sent. We're here from the town of Prigwort. We're here to bring you home to your mother. Uh, uh, yes, yes, dear. I'm not. I'm not sure if you uh, if you remember me, uh, Halifax Halifax Swinney. I'm of uh, I'm of your mother's house. <clears throat> I don't know you. I don't know any of you. I've never seen you before in my life. And frankly, we're all very happy here, aren't we, Willie? Aren't we, Bilbrey? Oh yes, we love Mister Ragginbones. He takes care of us as long as we bring him the teeth. Now, if you don't mind, I talk to Mother every day. There is no need to be worried. In fact, I can tell her myself that everything is just fine. Now, if you excuse me, we have some teeth collecting to do. Boys? Little, little six-year-old girl. Like, picture the girl from um, Once Upon a Time in the Hollywood whenever he's sitting down in the chair <laughs> talking to that girl and he's about to go on summer. Yeah. Before, before we continue, I have to do the quick break. Yes. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. No problem. So we're gonna we're just gonna cliffhanger. Take, yeah, cliffhanger <laughs> as we're about to engage with Miss Miss Violet Harrimore, and we will be right back. Okie dokie. We are back again. Uh, all right. So where were we? Oh yes. Uh, so yes, we have our confrontation with the children here. So they they look like they're um, so they kind of defer a little bit to Violet, right? So she's she's basically just a a little bit taller than Bilbrey. But she commands basically the, the you know the the area. So interesting. So she, she's I got still like got a, my hands up like this, you know, and I just say, "Do you want some help collecting teeth?" Because I'm curious to see what they say. Not because they, I want to touch the teeth. Both the boys sort of look at each other and they kind of look to Violet. Um, Willie looks like really suspiciously at you, Argus. Almost kind of smells you a little bit, you know. And Violet's like, "Boys, don't be rude." Of course we'll, help. we'll take some help. The more teeth we can collect from Mr. Ragginbones, and the quicker, the happier he'll be. 
come along uh, then. And you see that she's clasping. Um, she she appears to have clasped something uh, that she was around her neck, and it was, appears to be like a silver locket of some sort. Um, and uh, in her other hand, she has like a little basket, like it's like a little uh, worn threads are coming out and stuff like that. But it's like a little wicker basket. She's like, "Come along, boys." All right. Yeah, I'll go with them. And I'll be like, oh, so does he eat them like almonds or something? Like walnuts? You just pop them in? Teeth? He likes teeth? If, like, he's a, he likes to collect things. Oh, he's, he's collecting them. Well, he makes pretty things out of them, of course. Okay, okay cool. You'll cool, see. Cool, cool. You'll see. Um, do you have oh, I didn't. I didn't hear you. What? what, David? Your mic is... Go, Matt. Go, Matt. Sorry. Uh, yeah, uh, I was just going to ask him, how, how long have you uh, known Mr. Ragenberg? Oh, well, he's just been, he's always been here, Mr. Ragman's. Well, you've always been here, of course. Oh, you have? And, and you said you, you, you talked to your mother fairly, uh, fairly regularly. When, when did you speak with her last? Oh, just a, just a minute ago, actually. Oh, really? How is, how, how is she doing? My, well, I shall ask her. I didn't ask her today, actually. And she looks down and she goes, Mother. She, 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 she pulls out the locket and she appears to, like, open it. And she's look. She's like gazing at it, she, and she goes, "Mother, hello, mother." And and uh, you see her like looking intently at it, like really carefully. She's like, "Well, there's there's men here. I'm I'm fine. There's men here. They they'd like they'd like to know how you're doing." Ah, she's she's doing fine. She's worried about. She's always worried about me. I tell her not to worry. Mister Rag and Bones is taking care of me. Did you tell her where you are? Well, I, I couldn't really. Bilbrey, do you know where we are? Bilbrey's like, well, he's like, I don't know where we are. Does it really matter? Oh. Mr. Ragamones is taking care of us. It's totally fine. Oh, yeah. Can I walk he, he, up? And, yeah, he is great. Can I walk up? Uh, not one. Put, put the bow away, right? And say, oh, this is so marvelous. Your mother did tell us she was talking to you. Uh, through the locket she grabbed and spoke at, you mm -hmm. said, when she was... And I said, um, she asked us to uh, let her know when we got here. Do you mind? I'm going to reach for the locket. Not mm -hmm. aggressively, but I'm going to reach for the locket. No, she, she, she immediately jerks back. Like, when you, at all, when your hand kind of moves forward a little bit. And you see Willie, like, gets, um, uh, gets really protective. Like, he once again stands in front of both of the younger children. And uh, he says, what do you think you're doing? I, well... Don't touch the Lady Violet. I don't, I don't intend to touch the lady. I uh, just wanted to speak to her mother and let her know that we found you and check in. That is her private. That is her little private thing that she has. You don't talk to her about. You don't mention that to her. And you see, like Lady Violet has gone like a shade, uh, like a shade paler. Like she can't believe the effrontery. Like she's like speechless. She can't even believe that what just happened. Um, then you see, uh, Bilby's just sort of like looking uncertain. He's sort of like doing this with his fingers a little bit, and then he looks over your shoulder, and you see him, his face goes, like, deathly pale, and his eyes go, like, really white. He goes, <gasps> and he points, he points over your shoulder, and you see uh, both of the children, uh, the other two children, the older children, they both are, like, oh, and they, they, they scutter, uh, skitter back into the, uh, in, under, underneath the eaves of the, of the, uh, the door to the bell tower. 
I wheel around to confront the horror that is beset upon you. <laughs> <laughs> you see, stumbling through the graves, basically like like literally stumbling over some of them, is appears to be a skeletal figure with <clears throat> uh, liturgical robes that are ragged and ripped, dragging through the snow as it's sort of clutching its skeletal way, kind of uh, lurching forward the great and he's got um, a skeletal head when you say skeletal do you mean a very 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 thin pale man skeletal or do you mean bones <laughs> bones there are, there are these okay. liturgical vestments that are sort of draped loosely on this skeletal frame and um it's still wearing uh the these yeah the, the robes of office basically what is obviously was a monk at some point um, but there are two bright red pinpricks in the deep dark sockets of its uh, of its orbital uh, or- orbital bone is that orbital cavity orbital cavity yeah orbital cavity yeah Dude, and his mouth is like hanging head. hanging open right with the teeth and one side like one one jaw uh, is actually disconnected so like just ah you know and it's just ah and it's kind of moving towards you a little bit um, and you see that it's like one of its like phalanges is actually like up like this, like as it's moving towards you. Well, he just wants a moment. He just needs to talk about something. <laughs> this guy's been on the Atkins diet just a little bit too long. I'm gonna. <laughs> I, I step behind the fighter, you, lift you, up my shield, and raise my mace. Okay, yeah, you feel your bowels turn the water as you kind of turn and around and see what, <laughs> see what turns around. Brandish my staff and prepare my shield spell. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I draw my sword. I, I do not like the looks of this fellow. No, I think he means us ill. I think he just needs a moment. He, he might. He might. <laughs> I'm willing to give him one. Wait, which finger is he raising? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So everybody, uh, either, what's, the, what's the thing we do? The the, the not the invigilator. The the, the, rev, the revelator. Revelator. Yeah. Oh, we all, we revelate the fuck out of this guy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so it's 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 stumbling towards you, like it's coming towards you. What do you do? Yeah, back up. <laughs> um, I'll get in, I'll get between it and the children. Uh, yeah, yeah like, I, likewise, I'm gonna head a little bit towards the tower, but I'm also keeping an eye on the tower. Uh, step up, shield out, sword up. Okay. Um, so you you kind of hear like garbled language as it's kind of stumbling towards you. You can't quite tell if it's like aggressive or something like that, but like so it's rope. It kind of steps over a piece of the wall, clasps with its fingers like a side of the mausoleum, and kind of pushes itself forward. And it's you know kind of and it's and it's uh, and it goes ah visitors. Oh lord! Uh, I say hail and well met, priests. <laughs> <laughs> I, I both throw it to you. My holy symbol is like visible. Yeah. We've come on I a will, pilgrimage. <laughs> I will utter a rare prayer to the saints. He says, uh, I am the sub prior, Mums a lot. It kind of moves forward. Mums a lot. Do you mind if I call you Mumsy? Oh, God. I do. <laughs> uh, could you direct us? Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, uh, could you direct? 
Don't talk to it, dude. What are you? It's, 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 oh. Why are you talking to it? He has intelligence. Uh, 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 it's just I, like I, red I, pinpricks, just you know. Yeah, 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 of course. Um, uh, I if it say, were good, uh, it would be blue. Is that, is that how it goes? I, I say, um, uh, Mr. Raggedbones has a lot to say about you. Do you know uh, this gentleman? I do not. <laughs> No, of whom you speak. Is he still uh, approaching he, us? He, or is he's he, still approaching. Is he... You see that he he reaches as he's kind of moving towards you. He he reaches down towards his um, belt, which he still has around his waist, um, and he pull. He he appears to like make a gesture to pull something, and he doesn't really have anything. But he's like, and he holds it like he's got something, and he goes, oh, God, 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 God. Ah. Gotcha. you know, nothing at all. Do you it, know what I mean? It's just this, <laughs> it's just skeleton. Just, do, do any of us have a wine skin? Libations. I think it's time for you to uh, uh, go back to your rest. Hold hold on there. Some prior mums a lot. What has woken you from your sleep? Uh, forever have I been awake since the great cataclysm. Mm. I desire only rest as do all my brothers. How can, how how many many is brothers? Uh, how many you this journey? How many of you? Go ahead, Mike. Sorry. Don't how answer you, you don't want to know the answer to now. <laughs> how many of your brothers are still up and about? <laughs> uh, I do not know. Most are in the crypts. Uh, cursed to live forever in God. God, what is most uh, holy down there? If you can find a way to uh, put us to rest in barriers, secrets I can give you. Secrets. Uh-huh. And you doubted me. I, I turned to the others and said, <laughs> Snare my crump nose. <laughs> uh, uh, who cursed you? Uh, the, the nag lord the nag lord and its hordes raise the abbey um uh we would happily, oh, he's the great cataclysm yeah we would happily help put you and your brethren to rest uh if you could give us safe passage uh through the crypts to do so yes how can how can your brothers know we mean uh only to put them to rest and end this curse I do not know what they are like down there, how they have weathered the centuries. I know only that they are alive down there. I cannot say the same for myself. You can't dwell if he's, if that's a sense of humor or if he's serious. (laughs) You're no way of knowing. And he he takes like another swing. Would you like some? Yes. <laughs> the kids, by the way, I, I, have like I'm completely good. retreated back into the tower. And I pantomime grabbing this thing from him. <laughs> he he watches I, you, yeah. I, th- I take a swig. <sighs> oh, it's <laughs> hard. That's a hearty like, <laughs> wine. <laughs> All right. Uh, um, yeah, so, um, what do you, 
put me to rest. End this suffering. But what about the secrets that you're going to give us if we break the curse? I will tell you if you swear that you will put me into the ground. Done. Done. Sold. This must be done. Okay. He says... Um, go ahead, sir. In times past, I do not know if it still exists, but there is a chamber of records down below. Contains the Abbey's most precious historical documents and other arcane tomes. Tomes that should not have been read by the abbot so many centuries ago. It lies in a secret level beneath the crypt. Ooh. Do you like magical tomes? <laughs> mm. uh, I say, uh, um, I would hate for uh, ne'er-do-wells to interrupt our endeavor to free you of your curse. Is there somewhere you could hide in the meantime? So that... Uh... I think he wants us to put him out of his misery like right now, yeah. bro. Do it now. Gotcha, I gotcha. beseech you. I see no one. Very uh, rarely do others usually run. You are the first to actually wait for me to say something other than <laughs> run screaming. I will leap for it and smash it with my mace, man. I cannot. Oh, okay, yeah, you, you, you to his accent. He, uh, he, yeah, he, at the last second, he kind of swivels his head towards you, um, and his eyes look, look down at you. Your arm quivers just for a second of fear as he kind of locks gazes with you, but then he seems to, like, actually, the last second, open his arms up and accept your death blow um, as you basically smash him yeah, um, into pieces and he just like just com completely crumbles onto the ground just a pile of uh, bone shards and a crumpled uh, robe. Okay. Do we have a and shovel? We, that's what I said. We should put his body uh, uh, No, because you guys made me spend the money on a fucking donkey. Yeah, we have a donkey, we'd be carrying the shovel. You know, you know what we do? We have a squire who's very eager to serve. Uh, how? <laughs> I don't serve you, pal. Hey, do I have a shovel? I don't think so. No, but um, I think we could. I mean, you said there are a lot of. Um... Let me let me check the party log here. Um... Also, maybe the trappers have a shovel or a spade for campfires and whatnot. Uh, well, what I don't want to happen is for the children to steal his bones, his teeth. Sure. Right. That'll that'll desecrate. It's potentially interrupting whatever rest he might receive if they take part of him and don't. So you John, see does that he have enough clothing on. left? Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. First no. of all, I'm going to search clothing. Okay. He's got a bottle of wine. Invisible wine. I feel a little tipsy, y'all. Uh, let me just double check. I don't think he has anything, but I'm just going to double check here. You my eight coppers. I want well, they, Yeah, the robes themselves might be a handy loner. Yeah. The, the robes are like 200 years old, dude. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, yeah, there does not appear to be anything of value. Um, All right, so using whatever clothing he has left, I'm going to wrap his bones up in them into a nice, neat satchel. Okay. Well, how? Yeah how how decrepit are these uh, are these robes? If we were, are they are they something that we could put on over what we're wearing? Uh, maybe not us with the armor, but maybe our wizard. Yes. Or... No, they're, they're, I mean they're both actually. They're they're extremely decrepit, but they are whole. Um, so you could actually drape that over your form 
Um, they are very, very loose fitting. You have a feeling that in life, uh, Subprograte Mums a lot was probably a, a, a rather large dude because um, they were very, very loosely draped on his skeletal frame. I'm with Elfric, man. I don't don't wear that shit. Wrap up the bones, give it a proper burial. Listen, if that... uh, if if we if we are really serious in our promise that we made to him about laying him to rest, and we go down there, something like that may signal to other things that we belong down there, as opposed to just like being seen as grave robbers. If we look oh, like man. if we look like we're uh, a part of the order. So you, I don't know. I guess I get your point, dude. But the idea of being able to sneak from point A to point B by wearing some one old dude's robes and getting all of us by that—I I don't know, man. Also, I think that this is—you're talking about curses and stuff here, you know? Like this yeah. is this is bad mojo. We got to bury that body. Got to end that curse for him at least. Oh yeah, the, the, the clothes—the clothes aren't cursed. You're, you're standing directly outside the mausoleum, basically. You're like, you're just about, like, it just crawled, like, over Ooh. the graves to get, um, just to be clear. Um, and you, you, uh, as you guys are discussing this, um, you actually notice that there, you didn't notice it before, but right at your feet, as you're kind of looking at the body, um, but kind of swirling around your feet is actually what appears to be like a, a like a, a semi-transparent black, wispy smoke which appears to be just sort of like moving right around your legs like a serpentine fashion. And you're like, what the fuck? It didn't seem to come from the body or anything like that, which would be your first instinct to kind of look, right? But just sort of swirling around your feet. And then you see it uh, moving around your legs, and then it sort of coalesces into like a cloud right around the entrance to the mausoleum and slips underneath the seal of the stone door to that mausoleum. And um, looking up, you see that the three kids are in the doorway to the bell tower. This is a little bit further away now, right? Because you've approached the graves. Um, it's sort of like the um, three stooges where you see like the three little heads, like one on top of the other, like, doo, 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 and they're all like, just like peering out, like, you know, like looking terrified. You see that um, every once in a while, like Violet has her hand on her locket and she, every once in a while, she's like looking down and obviously speaking to it. But they're like, they're like terrified. You guys, yeah. it's only like 11 o'clock in the morning. Do we just put Violet over the back of the mule and just get her back to town? We could I mean, just try and grab her, yeah. I was uh, going to try to rip the locket off of her. Uh, well, one other thing we could do is, that, is... Dude, she's not talking to mom. She's like... No, that's what I'm saying. The, the, the locket is probably the, the Ragamones guy. He's probably enforceable to her in some way. So, oh, what, right. yeah, that could be. She what, doesn't uh, have any memory of how she got here. She thinks she's talking to her mother this whole time. Yeah. I mean, they, they are... They are just children, and they're interested in pleasing this uh, teeth. They're just children. Well, one of the things we could do. Oh, Violet is a child. I know. I know Violet. He's a child, but when the little blonde Billabong guy starts eating your feet, it's going to be a different conversation. Okay. Well, I've I've, I've got boots. Um, blonde Billabong. <laughs> Uh, but what what I'm wondering is if we can't uh, uh, make them an offer of uh, more teeth for Mister Ragonbones. You know. Uh, Lure the, lure them away instead of just like immediately grabbing them here. Lure them to the uh, large uh, stockpile of teeth that we saw down below. But at some point, are you talking about just basically throwing Violet over the back of the mule and just riding away? Making a run for it home. Absolutely. Right. How many days? We had to camp one night in the woods, right? Mm -hmm. That's Yeah, that's because we... What did we do? Oh yeah, we, we kept our armor on so we were slower. 
I mean, I think we should literally just bait and switch her right this moment with the body in front of us. See if she'll respond to that sort of coaxing. So if like, show us how you get the teeth out, right? If she comes over, I mean, honestly, I, I, try, I, try, try to rip the locket off of her or throw it over your shoulder. I mean, honestly, like, I mean, it seems like the direct approach, which also means that it's probably the wrong one. Ravens or crows or. No, of course. Of course something's going to happen. That looks so fun. <laughs> I'm <laughs> telling you, man. Lure them away. I say, I say show us. How to, I don't know how to re remove teeth. Could you help us, children? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, guys. Okay. guys yeah, yeah. Context, I, we... I'm sorry. We, you know, we swore an oath to the sub prior. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're going to. Yes. Here's, here's can't just leave. Here's no, we're not going to leave. We're going to bury his body, man. We're going to bury his body. We swore so. an oath to take care of all of his brothers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, you and, know what? And, One thing first, man. You got to take care of the living before you take care of the dead. Exactly. We're not going to get any. They're not going to get child. any more dead. She might be in trouble. Yeah. One is a we, child that's been living in a, an abandoned priory for like a, um, you know, a week. The other are a bunch of dead dudes that have been dead for two hundred years. Come on, they can wait another week. I here's here's what I propose: lure lure them away. Promise of more teeth when we get some little some distance between us and you know whatever's going on here. That's when we get rid of the locket and make the uh, uh, make a break for getting her back home. Then well, we, we come. Then we come back. Yes. The curse. I mean, I think it's it's worth saying uh, we have a, a full camp with the trappers established, and we're welcome to stay there, and our meals hitched there, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, like, the thing is, we wouldn't be discussing all of this in person, but the bottom line is that we would go there first, regardless, and we can suss out if she's still in whatever state of mind she's in or not. Right. Well, here. we should try and bring those other kids too, man. Because oh, they're... sure. No, I think we should snatch them all. But I think the locket is connected in some way which is why i was aiming for it but yeah how old is the oldest one john the oldest one is willie he's uh eight years old he's the emo kid yeah it's right. fine we're fine he's eight. I mean, eight, eight still can't put up a, a real fight i mean you know what i'm saying i don't know sure. it depends on the we'll we'll find out. okay so bait, bait him over we invite him over please help us help us with the uh her teeth is the, is the skeleton gone did you take care of him we did and he has so many great teeth here. And you and I will start gathering the bones and looking for a place where we can bury them. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, let us help. Don't move the body. Hold on. Hold on. Beautiful teeth for Mr. Rack and Bones. Um, and Willie's like, come on, Bilberry, let's go. And uh, they they come trotting out. Um, they're a little bit tentative as they kind of approach the body. Like, um, But then when they see everything's okay, they're, um, they, they, if you let them, they will basically, like animals, basically go right towards the skull. Yeah, hold on, kids. Hold on. We promised him we'd bury him. Once he's buried and his soul is at rest, then you know, then the teeth. But you can't have the teeth until we buried him. Yeah, we, so, yeah, if, if we, we don't, if we we don't have time to... for that. Yeah, we'll find another grave. Yeah, let's go. No, 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 no. Yeah, go get another grave. That's a great no, no, idea. I, I interrupt all of this immediately, <laughs> and I say, "Yes, go for it." And the minute she turns to lean for the skull, I grab her. <laughs> this is the only chance. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, yeah. So you you literally grab her. She screams. I Willie grab her and... by the waist, and yeah. I fucking start sprinting for the gate with her. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool. 
All right, so <laughs> she she screams, and Willie uh, uh, and Bilby start screaming for Mr. Ragam. Mr. Ragamose, Mr. Ragamose. Um, and uh. you, uh, and so Snell just starts booking it towards the gate as fast as he can with uh, with. Violet's kicking and screaming under uh, underneath his arm. Um, the crows up in the belfry let out yeah. a terrific shriek, uh, like much different than like the lone like you heard from last time. You know, it's like a you know, and they and they all come out just like that, like that starling cloud, uh, starling murmur from last time, um, and uh, they come swirling out right down to uh, to Snell. Um, and as they do, they coalesce into like they like really get really tight, and they actually form into a, a, a humanoid form that appears to be made of um, uh, uh, basically like the 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 ragged feathers and bones and beaks of crows, like all kind of mashed together, basically like with one long like uh, cr- uh, crow oh. beak as like a face, um, and like a cloak made out of uh, ragged. Uh, feathers um, and horrible, awful claws. The claws themselves are actually like crow's beaks, like all five of them. You know what I mean? Like come down um, and uh, dark pitted eyes with just like a white, a white pit um, as the pupil uh, just looks like death at you as it as it comes hurtling towards you. Um, you see all the the all three kids, including Violet, underneath your arm. Um, they actually like their eyes sort of glaze over a little bit even violent underneath your arm and like a, a beatific smile spreads across their face as they see their savior come, um, to help them out. And, uh, let's roll for, well, uh, is anyone casting a spell? <laughs> Not yet. Okay. Cool. <laughs> All right. I need, uh, I need you to roll for initiative, please. So that's going to be a D six. Just one of you. That was, that was your snatch and grab, Snell. Do it, baby. That's a four. I got a four. I got a three. So you guys win. Uh, so it's going to be... This is the way that it works. Uh, so uh, you guys remember this from All in the Oak, but we're going to be basically doing it in phases. Uh, just real quick, and we'll walk through them as we go. But it's... Uh, uh, after we roll initiative, it's movement, missile, spell, melee. Okay, so if you think of them as M's, it's basically going backwards in alphabetical order. Movement, missile, melee. Well, uh, that's intuitive. What's that? <laughs> That's intuitive. Yeah. Backward alphabetical order. Well, I'm just saying, you know, if you want to try to remember it, because no one ever does, um, it's it's movement first. Cool. So um, I'm, I'm sprinting. Just dead sprint. It, but, but Rag and Bones is between you and the gate, right? Yeah, I'm going to try to run around with them. But I'm, okay. like, I'm, I'm just going for the gate to yeah, get out of the gate. gate yeah, get out. Go for the gate. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, 100% trying to get out yeah. of this. Is gate, everyone else doing slide. that same thing? Yep. Well, are we bringing these other two kids? I assume y'all want to snatch them. It's up to you. I'll snatch the little one, Bilbrey. I'm not very strong. I'll snatch the other one. I'm pretty strong. Then I will run free. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the wizard. I snatch nothing except spellbook. Only Alfred survived. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's moving and no one's doing melee. Okay, so everyone's just booking it. All right, well, it's it's moving and it's going to do some shit. Uh so, uh, okay, let's see. Let me just double check here. Mm-hmm. It's got a little bit of that action, a little bit of this action. Double check the old hit points here. 
Oh. I mean, he had to he had to sleep out in the cold last night too. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, he lives up in the bell tower. Uh, but he, can, he, he definitely did, He definitely does not have a cook pot. You can tell by looking. Okay, at so it so, basically um it it hurtles down towards uh Snell and uh it basically uh. Which takes its humanoid form. It's basically going to attempt to envelop you. So it sort of opens up a little bit, like actually start like to deforms a little bit in order to encompass you in just a whirlwind of talons and beaks and awfulness. That sounds um, very and just sharp. Rake you. Uh... So, what is your AC? Uh, my AC is leather armor. Where on the sheet is? The I think AC? it is you. I got a. Uh... It's thirteen. Okay, yeah, so pain is basically what pain. you have going on. So you're going to take two hit points of damage, and then I also need you to make me a save versus poison, please. Nice. Uh. So, change my HP, and save is a d20. And poison, there's uh, paralysis, there's death poison. I have a 12. So I have to roll uh, under 12? No, hit it or higher. Oh, hit it or higher. Okay. I got a 14. <laughs> oh, nice. All right, cool. So, uh, yeah, you're just, uh, you're just like, just blood coming out from everywhere from that two hit points of damage, uh, basically just raking you like little pecks and uh, pinpricks and talon scratchings and all that kind of shit as it's all around you. Um, and, uh, uh, at the end of that, it basically is going to um, it uh, it deforms more, and it looks like it's going to come for all of you. Uh, so next round, is anyone casting a spell or uh, attempting to move out of melee? You are in melee, David. So if you want to, uh, yeah, I'm continuing towards the gate. Okay, so are you attempting to defend yourself, uh, which would cause you to go, which, which would allow you to only move your. Um, uh, half your movement. I'm sprinting. I'm sprinting, but I will yell as I'm sprinting. Uh, you hurt me, and you hurt the child. Okay. Might as well. So, um, just to, just so you're aware, if you decide to fully retreat like you're doing, it will get a bonus to attack you because you're not defending. Yeah. Okay. Um, I want to yell out to everybody to spread out. Maybe it can't, you know, get everybody if we're spread out to kind of, yeah. you know, run towards the gate from different sides, right? If we're a cluster, maybe that it can get us. So, like, hey, spread out. You know, he sure. kind of zig tags away from the other guys trying to get away from it i mean also with this in mind right like john if i grabbed her somewhere betwixt the tower and the gravestones mm -hmm. and started running and then he interceded somewhere on the path between myself and the gate mm -hmm. it's not a super long distance right like it's like three no, rounds what, of... what's your what's your encounter movement right your en right 40 feet 40 feet, yeah, okay, so um, it's basically the distance was, what did I say, like 30 yards or 30 so? 30 yards. Okay. Yeah, so you wouldn't have been able to make it outside the gate in that round. No, I understand, but where where along that vector am I? Oh, uh, 40 feet not is... Quite, not quite halfway. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, uh, Mike, are you casting a spell? Um, Am I going to be attacked this round? You don't know. That's why you have to declare it first. <laughs> How long uh, does that shield spell last, man? Like one round? It. Sorry, I'm having computer issues. It keeps shutting down for some reason. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. Can you guys hear me? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, so I'm toggling between my iPhone and the and the and the my computer. Anyway, um, that spell actually lasts more than just like it's not in this version, Ted. It's not like an instantaneous thing. It's actually right. like, um, it's like the old version. Yeah, I think it lasts. Like, I have to. I don't have it pulled up because, I, like I said, my computer just crashed. I'll bring um, it up. If I got it. Has the spell? Thanks. I appreciate uh, it. Shield. We're talking about right. Yeah. Visible force field. Um, attacks against gives you an AC of 17 versus missile attacks, and against other attacks, it gives you an AC of 15. Lasts for two right. turns, which is a long time. That's 20 minutes. Like 20 minutes or something, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah, dude. I'm gonna. I can cast it and still move, right, John? Uh, no, cat. When you cast a spell, it's the only thing you do during the round. Mm. You can't move. You can do nothing else. All you're doing is casting a spell. Well, shit. Uh, and of course, if it if it hurts you, then it's, then it's disrupted and lost. That's why you have to declare it first because it's all you know. Because then it becomes tense. Like, are you going to win initiative? You know, if you win initiative, no problem. But <laughs> I'm going to cast it. Yeah, dude. Looking it. right on. First, I want to cast campaign. my spell at least. I want to cast my spell at least once before I die. Hell yeah, man. That's the way. All right. <laughs> or I try anyway. So you, you see like the birds, like some of them are breaking off and they're coming right for you and you're like, right. And, and so you start, you start to cast, right. You guys start to see, and maybe, I don't know if, if uh, Alfred was open about this stuff with you guys uh, on the trip up to Prigwart, but uh, if not, you're like, what the fuck is this guy doing? As you see like, you know, sigils start to be drawn in the air and shit like that. Right. Uh, we knew he was a fancy lad, but my goodness. Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, let's roll initiative, shall we? Wait, I thought we already did that. No, you're no, declaring. You want to roll it, Mike? D6? No! <laughs> I just rolled it and I got a six. All right. Okay. Oh, we'll take that. I got a two. Uh, so you guys win, which means that your spell is going to go off. Not yet, though. Uh, so movement. Uh, you're going to move another 40 feet. That's 80 feet, which is how many yards, Ted? Well, about three. 90 yards is, or 90 feet is the total distance so right okay you're almost there well almost there whatever there means it means outside the gate yeah uh, halifax and i do not move that fast yeah hey, we're only moving uh my encounter is 20 yeah all right so you're i'm you're trying 20. to like move away from halifax but towards the the gate still right yeah you guys are halfway you're you're closing it you're about halfway at the distance to, just now. yeah yeah John, can i ask a quick question yeah is it reason this is this is probably a bit of a stretch, but I have a whistle in my inventory. Uh huh. Is it possible for me to blow that whistle as I'm running, or is that? No, I mean. No, okay, it's fine. It's you, fine. It would have to be something. I'm just gonna be because you've got a kid underneath your arm who's screaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going like this. You have crows. All you know what I mean, like attacking you, um, and uh, you would have to tell me like the whistle was around your neck, and because otherwise, I, which I, is what I figured. Right. So I, I thought I'd ask. Yeah, but yeah, but, cool. but if you want to start to to try to rummage that out, you can tell me that if you like, you know what I mean. Like you want to start that rummage, problem. and still move my full movement rate, or is that going to be? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'm just gonna like because I told the camp I would blow a whistle if something crazy happened. So oh, gotcha. Like, yeah, you can basically you can, you, can, you, can, you can get the whistle out this round. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. All right, so yeah, everyone's just running pell mell. But um, so Elfric, who was like right next to to, to Swinney and um, and Argus, uh, just stops right and starts to do his thing. So, <laughs> um, and then it goes off, and you're just woof, 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 with you know a field of force around you, and uh, then uh, it's going to go. So it basically it's like like just birds like all around you guys. Uh, let's see, yep, I can do it. Okay, so. Uh, 
Snell first. Your AC is 13? Yes. Okay, hits you. Um, Alfred, what is your hit point? What is your AC now? 15, right? Well, is it counted as a missile attack or no. is it counting as a. It's a melee. Shit. Man, 15. 15. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd like the argument uh, that a bunch of flying birds <laughs> are a missile attack. Is he throwing crows? Uh, <laughs> Snell, what's your. I mean, um, uh, Halifax? Uh, 17. And Argus? Uh, 18. Okay, so it misses our warriors, but it hits our, our softies a little bit. So, As it should be. Uh, Snell, you're going to take three points of damage. Oh, I'm looking rough. And, and, uh, <laughs> now, remember, Alfric, you you did get, the spell went off, so you are protected, but it, it still managed to, to, uh, to get through, unfortunately. So it's just, you could see like a bunch of them sort of, it's sort of like, like birds hitting like a window pane, like, doof, 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 right? But then a couple of them actually like get through um, and they rake you. So you're only going to take one, point, one hit point of damage. Um, but I need both of you guys to make save versus... Yeah, only one, point, one hit point. Um, I need you both to make saves versus poison, though. Um, you guys basically, like, ducking cover. Like, you... I don't know what you're doing, but you're fighting, uh, like, pieces of walls and, like, diving behind and got your shield it up. Sounds like, uh, it sounds like we're in a, you know, a car dealership in a hailstorm inside here. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bad news. Okay. Uh-oh. Bad news. So, okay. my well, saving throw versus I failed, I failed my save. My my saving throw versus poison is thirteen. I'm sure it's so fine. Higher. You have to it's hit it or fine. higher. Oh, son of a bitch! No. Okay, so twelve. Both... I, I rolled it on Owlbear, dude. It bounced off the twenty. I swear. Okay, I have to make a couple notes if you don't mind. Oh no! I'm gonna it looks like we're gonna be picking teeth. I can't see or hear Mike, but if I connect, I'm sure I can. So. You can't hear him. Yeah, he said he couldn't hear you see Mike. He's going to reconnect. Oh, okay. Um, this happened before. Yeah, but now I can't see you. I just have to push my button. There we go. Oh. oh. That's now. And this is Alfred. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, okay, so attacks you beaks awfulness blood everywhere um and as the birds sort of uh like leave and get re regroup to attack again um you can uh you, you look down you're like ah god and, ah and you're looking at, you're looking at all the blood and you see that each little pinprick um where it's leaking red bright bright blood but each where the point of contact with it's like a, a like a, a blackness each little dot is oh you got yeah. leprosy yeah, some sort Again. of yeah, some sort of uh, blackening of the flesh, right? Very small, but right where the point of contact was. Don't you really have any time to investigate it because it hurts so goddamn bad, sure. and you're running as fast as you possibly can. Um, okay, uh, I'm not gonna I'm gonna cease asking about spells because no one's got any more spells left. Um, but I will ask about um, uh, movement within mm -hmm. melee. So you have your choice before initiative of roll is to is to move half your move without any um, without any. Uh, penalty or you can move a full retreat like which is what snell was doing like going your full move but then um if you lose initiative the enemy gets a bonus to attack you um i am within 10 feet of the gate so i'm going to do my half move because that'll still give me a 20 foot movement okay so i'm getting defensive because i have no life left is anyone else <laughs> moving within melee or do you want to stop and engage with this thing i i'm running dude and i'm not i'm not i'm going to do the full move because they're already one movement thing ahead of me so um I have just fucking move okay cool you two yeah you doing? and i think that the two of us two of us we have probably what two more you have turns 50 feet to, to go 
to get to the gate. And, and if we uh, go full we can, speed, it's twice our movement or just max at our movement? You just go max your movement, but... Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. but you, but they get a penalty against you. I mean, they get they get a bonus against you because you're not trying to defend yourself. If you lose initiative, that's what's so cool about it because we're rolling initiative every round. Okay. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, um, it seems like we're booking it. Yeah, book it. Booking it. Okay, everyone's fucking booking it. All right, cool. Roll initiative, please. I think running away from the rag and bone is a good thing. All right, I'll get so this one. Roll it. I got this oh. one. You rolled a six? Let's get a six. I did not roll a six. <laughs> okay. All right, so uh, let's see. Brutal. 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 So wait, later, I, guys. Didn't... <laughs> I, I didn't hear. Mike, did you fail your poison save too? All right, and you just hear like the ki the kids are screaming like underneath your arms are just like you know save us, Mister Ragamos, save us. You know, um, you can hear uh, like shouting coming down from the path, like the trappers like screaming. You know, like they don't know what the fuck's going on. You know, it's, it's just it's bad news. Uh, all right, so it is a uh, it's going to uh, attack you guys again. Uh, everyone except for Snell is retreating. Right. Okay. So Snell, you get a normal attack. Hits. And then it's going to... Um, let me just double check what the bonus is. I think this is the first time I've come across this. It's either plus one or Mike, plus two. Snatch her for me, okay? And she starts running back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to be any more mobile than you. Let's see. Oof! Well, I thought I'd least... Opponent gains a plus two bonus against all attacks. And ignores um, ACs uh, due to shields. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. In that, no, no, okay. In that case, I'm not. Uh... <laughs> you late, bro. No, you can. Yeah. No, it's fine. No, it's fine. If, like if... That's, that's the whole point of having a shield is, you know, you just run with it behind you like that. And if he ignores it and gets a bonus. Yeah, yeah. You're just running. Tactically, no, no, no attempt for defense. That's what you're doing. Okay. Do you okay, want I to get your it. hand off the piece, Ted. But you, if, do you want to move like a fighting withdrawal then? I can, you can wreck on that. That's what fighters do. Okay. Fighting withdrawal. Okay, cool. Uh, Halifax, are you doing that? Uh, let's see. I don't have a shield. Oh, then okay. Yeah. So but I guess it doesn't matter. I'm, it I'm still gets a plus two against you. I'm just letting you know that it also negates shield bonuses. That's all I'm saying. Uh, uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I'll I'll stay with my man there. I'll do. I'll run defensive. Uh, run Please okay, let me cool. run past. Him. All right, so no one gets a <laughs> bonus except for Elfric. Okay, so uh, all right. Uh, Snell, it hits you. Um, Halifax, yours is what without with your, your, your Tracy? Uh, 17. Gotcha. Um, Ted, what's your AC again? 18. Holy cow. Just, why do you guys have good ACs? Just got you. And Elfric is wow. a 15. Yeah. But it's getting, oh, he hit it's, me? It's getting it. Yep, hit you. Uh, hit plus you. two against you. Oh, no. It hit everybody. Okay. So it. It hit all of you. I want you to be aware that um, it is very obvious whenever, uh, as you guys are just basically panicking and moving as fast as you can, that this thing, uh, and I'm going to be very clear about it, it far overpowers you. It's way <laughs> out of your league. <laughs> I'm yeah, just going to say I, that. <laughs> all right. As I, as I fall to a corpse on the ground, yeah. I've learned this lesson. <laughs> Snell, four points of yeah, damage. I'm dead. I'm dead. You're not dead, but you might be. We'll see. Uh, I'm zeroed out. Uh, one point, Halifax. Uh, that was a cock die for Ted. Four points, Ted. 
and four points, uh, Elfric. I'm dead. <laughs> okay. Who is conscious? Who is conscious? I. Oh, two. Okay, the two fighters are con. Okay, all right. So uh, you two, uh, I need all of you guys who haven't made saves to. Uh, so that's just um, Halifax and uh, Argus. I need you guys to make save versus poisons, please. Please. Poison. So I'm trying to roll over. Well, over. Did my did my roll fourteen? Nice. Over okay. a twelve. Okay, here we go. Twenty. On over 12, baby. Here we go. Oh, that's an 8. Oh, brutal. Okay, cool. All right, so uh, you don't take any extra damage, but you take that damage, um, and uh, uh, let me just roll Halifax. Little black dots appear on all the wounds. Oh, boy. Okay. Fair enough. And then I am going to... Now we get to go to a very fun document. It's the old death and dismemberment document. We love it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so um, I'm going to make the body location the tour. Nah, we'll, we'll roll for the location because it is all around you. So it all depends on where it was hurt bad. Okay. So first up, Snell, um, how far into the negatives are you? Negative three. Negative three. Okay. Roll me a D6, please. That is a five. You got five. Okay, this is going to be on your head. Um, <laughs> and now I need you to roll me a d12. All right. And we're going to add that three. Here, add that three, yeah. Uh, that's an eight. You rolled an eight on the d12? Yeah. So you got an 11. All right. good, I'm sure, dude. High is good. All right, you are going to... Um, your... Uh, you, you got... Um, Oh boy, you're fucked up. <laughs> you first of all, you got skull cracked. You got a fatal wound, and on top of that, you're concussed. So, um, uh, I need you to make me a um, <laughs> make me a save versus paralyzation. There's like a bird's beak. I'm not saying you're gonna get paralyzed. <laughs> you no, it's not paralyzation. Yeah. I just need you to make me that roll. So, make me a save versus paralyzation. <clears throat> Uh, okay, hold on. This is too funny. All right. So, uh, I succeeded, actually. You wow. did? Okay, cool. I got a 19, yeah. Okay, so you're not going to get maimed from the skull cracking, but you do gain, like, a a, what, a, a cool scar, basically. Like, you're going to, you know, it, it gouge, like, a huge chunk out of you, you know what I mean? But it, it, you know, it just missed poking your eye out, but you get, like, a, like, right across your face. Um, did you already, did you already have one of those? Was that one of your things? Did you already have, like, a, like, a cosmetic scar no, i don't know whatever no, 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 no. Um, yeah, okay uh so you also are um concussed uh so well but yeah but you're unconscious so um, um but you but more luckily import more importantly you have a fatal wound so this is basically <clears throat> similar to kind of similar to, to 5e death saving throws so you have a fatal wound which means you have three rounds to get rid of all of your fatal wounds you have one um uh or you die all right nice. so you can you can you can attempt to you can attempt to remove a fatal wound on your own uh, by rolling a one on a d6. That's sort of like the death saving throw. Okay, so you have a sixteen point seven percent chance to just do it on your own. An adjacent ally can attempt to remove your fatal wound by um, using their basic action for the round, um, uh, stabilizing you. But stabilizing is really tough. It's much more realistic because in the chaos of combat and the fact that there's no medicine skill or anything like that, the way to stabilize your buddy is you have to roll an intelligence check at half 
your intelligence. So you have it, round down, and then you have to hit that number or lower on a d20 in order to successfully uh, do it. Um, and that will remove the fatal wound. It does not heal any hit points. Okay. If you magically heal somebody who has a fatal wound, what that does is remove the fatal wound, but does not heal any hit points, right? It just it just removes the wound. Got it? Love it. Um, uh, actually, I'm wrong. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, instead of every, every two points of magical healing removes one fatal wound. So magical healing is really good, which, which so, makes sense. Okay. Small suggestion for the next party. <laughs> Somebody well, just, it just hold on. We're moving. We're moving through. Just, the, let's kill some rats in a basement first. We're, we're moving. We're moving through the. Uh, uh, through the. Hold on. You're gonna. If you make it out of this, you're gonna be concussed for three days. That's Snell. All right. Who's next up on the death and dismemberment chart? Elfric. All right. Elfric, roll me a d6, please. Before I do, I just want to say that David's next character has to be named Tippy Hedrick. <laughs> I'll be a friar. <laughs> All right, I'm trying to roll a d6. Um, there we go. I got a three. What'd you get? A three. A three that's going to be on your torso. Uh, how many? How how far in the negatives did you get? Negative one. Negative one. That's not bad. Roll me a d12. I got a one. You got a one. I got a one. It doesn't get any better than this if you if you if you go if you drop. So let's put it that way. Uh, <laughs> all right. So. Um, all right, so you're gonna take you basically you drop from massive blood loss, like it just tears you to shreds, and you just drop. Okay, so um, you have blood loss for one day. Uh, you are unconscious, um, but it's this is actually this isn't too terrible for you. It should unless there's no one around to drag your body away. Very possible. Right. Uh, that right. would be Elfric. Okay, so uh, basically what this does is your maximum HP is reduced by one for every hit die that you possess. So it's one hit. Die. So what, what was your maximum hit points before? Four. Four. So now you're, you're the maximum you can get to is three, right? For how long? Huh? For how long? For, well, you don't know until I know, but you don't know. Right. Okay. So it, it's not permanently. Not permanently. Not permanently. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter. Okay. Who I'm else good. is down? Argus? Nobody. No, it's just those two. You two are both conscious. Oh yeah. Oh great. Cool. All right. Well, that's all right. It's bad. My shield spell gone. It, it, yeah, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I roll a uh, d6 to have my body land on the girl so she can't get away? <laughs> <laughs> nice try. Actually, I kind of um, hope she does get away, man. Yeah. Because maybe <laughs> uh, going back, Argus, did you you do know the shields cannot be uh, shall be splintered yeah. rule, right? Right. If you just wanted to. Oh, I'd forgotten about that rule. Yeah, yeah, man. Do you want I will expend one shield. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, we can back on that. That's fine. It's a pretty dire situation, so I don't mind going back and doing it. But it's it's key, right? You got to remember that's a sweet house rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, you just like you just cower behind the shield as this as this wave of crows goes against you again, battering against you, and they just just keep pecking at you, pecking at you, and they just like just tear this thing apart, and you're just like you yeah. toss it aside, and you're just yep. like, fuck. All right, so gain your hit points back, whatever you lost that round. Okay. All right, um, and uh, it is now... It. Did I win initiative, or did you win initiative that last round? You won, so it's now our turn. You okay, won. all right, cool. So we, it's still the same round. Um, so yeah, what do you guys want to do? Move. Run. <laughs> still running, okay. Yeah. Okay, I... Um, 
Um, I want to. I want to. I want to talk to the thing. Okay, shield is just worth one AC, right, John? Two. It is worth two. Mm-hmm. So, are you sure your AC is seventeen then, Halifax? Or maybe mine should have been nineteen. Um, Did I calculate that's... something wrong? No, I've got. Uh, or do you have a dex bonus? I might. Plate mail gives you sixteen. A shield would give you yeah. eighteen. Yeah. And then you would. So you add, must have a. Dex. You would add your dex bonus. Oh yeah, I do have a dex bonus. Okay, fine. I just wanted to make sure I hadn't calculated something wrong. Okay, great, got it. Okay, talk to it. Do your thing. Work your noble magic. I'll call out in the midst of this. Dragon bones. What you want is teeth, right? Teeth is tribute. Teeth is a collection. All I want is this girl back at her home. We'll get you the teeth that you want. Just let us get this girl back home. Okay, so you... Um, all right, it's basically the, the crows are regrouping, we'll say, as you yell this out. It forms that humanoid form, again, with the long beak kind of stuff, and it's, and it's staring at you. Um, and... Uh, uh, yeah. You know, roll me, roll me 2d6. Um, add your um, your NPC reaction modifier from your charisma. Two D six, one. Oh, those are two ones. Okay, and um, <laughs> <They're all good laughs> my, my charisma uh, modifier. That's a plus one. You'll have to be a gentleman's uh, a three. Three total. <laughs> three total. <laughs> it's consistent. You know, one, uh, one, one. Uh, so it stares at you, and it goes uh, that from deep, from deep within it, you hear like some sort of macabre voice kind of issue for us, and it goes, "Yes, the teeth." It says, uh, "That uh, leave the children." We have business in that mausoleum and below. Imagine the teeth. Imagine all the teeth below. It it, it 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 swoops in until it's like it's like right in your face. Like look at it like and you can you can like the putrid stench of death is just pummeling you in the face and it's looking right at you and uh, just staring at you unblinkingly and it says I cannot leave the children. It's giving you like a, there's no like there's no putting your hand to your to your beard and like, like <laughs> well let me discuss it. <laughs> it's, it's, sort of like, it's 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 basically like do it or die and you like you you're basically looking at your death in its face like and you know you know if if yeah. you continue to fight you will die it has all the cards. Mm-hmm. Every tooth in that mausoleum and below. And we bring the girl home to her mother. You've seen what we can do, and we're healthy. <laughs> it's, it, it, it just looks at you and he says, I do not parley. Ooh. It just, it, like its eyes, its two like white pinpricks look at you real close. 
and you just see nothing but death and it looks down at at the i guess it's willie that you have the older child underneath your arm and it flicks back up to you um and it gives you like one like split second decision to like literally open up your arms and drop that child or it's going to gut you like right here i hold out the child all we need the girl Okay, it's 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 got to attack. <laughs> it's got to attack. It's you're on a three no, on that fucking. So many chances. <laughs> yeah. yeah, all right. There's so many chances. Uh, okay, your AC is seventeen. Uh, seventeen. Okay. Um. Okay. So this time it's like it's it's like it's crow beak claws, or it just basically like with like basically like a. Like a desultory gesture, it's just like thick. Like one claw goes up, and you're able, you're able as you kind of lurch over the the claws, it enters your body. The second one, you're actually able to kind of twist away from as you cringe in, in pain. Um, and you're gonna take. That doesn't uh, sound too bad, really. You're gonna take six points of damage. Oh. And I need you to make that save again. Uh, uh, not so important because that's six. <laughs> Put I you only on had five left. Oh no! That's a neg- <laughs> well, back to my that's old ne- negative one. I'll join the, the join the gentleman on the uh, on the table of sadness. <laughs> roll roll a d six, please. <laughs> Come on. I can't hear you. He's thinking. Oh, I thought he was voicing something. I got it right there. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Uh, that is a one on the D6. A one, that's in the arm. Uh, and you went down to negative one. So roll me a D12, please. Six. Six, seven. Okay. Uh, let's see. All right. So in your off arm, you were holding... Willie, and in your good arm, you were holding what? A sword? A sword, yeah. Okay, so roll me a d6. Um, one to three, it's your sword arm. Four to six, it is the Willie arm. <laughs> Willie arm. The Willie arm. Okay, cool. All right, Next. so um, it's uh, so instead of like the, the bones inserting into your side, it's basically going to impale your arm. Um, and uh, uh, it immediately causes, of course, uh, Willie to drop just you know you uh-huh. he just drops to the ground um you drop as well and it's basically going to make that limb unusable um yeah actually it's not too bad for you uh so your that limb cannot be used for a certain amount of time and that was halifax well but not not too bad uh, that's your left arm uh, left arm got it okay all right. Um, so Ted was still running as fast as he possibly could, right? Um, yeah. That was, the end, that was the end of the round. Um, we still yeah. have Snell. You get to make your chance to to make your save there. So roll me a d6, and uh, you want a one really bad. Got a three. Okay. All right. Uh, so that's the end of the first round in which you uh, you have to live. All right. So top of the next round, um, we have. Just Ted, just you and me, Ted. <laughs> hey, John. I don't. I don't have like a screen. 
for this stream where we <laughs> we cut everybody else out and it's just you and me one on one but yeah, cool. uh, uh but yes all right just you and me so uh movement in melee you it has come down to you to you and i That's lord right. it was always meant to be uh, you are indeed in melee. Would you like to move in melee? Or would you like to face this thing or do something else? I will turn to face Lord Bones. Mm -hmm. I will fall to my knees and beseech his forgiveness and release Bilbrey. <laughs> there we go. There we go. All right. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. You're like, okay. All right. Got it. Uh, Forgive me, Lord Bones. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> okay, so um, yeah, you drop them, Bilbrey, um, Bilbrey, and Willie from the past round, um, uh, and Violet was with Snell, right? Uh, they have all like scrambled back towards uh, the bell tower, um, and uh, well, Violet did a while ago, right? Willie is chasing after her, yeah. um, but they're making their way towards the bell tower. And the moment you drop Bilbrey, um, he also starts to jet jet towards the uh, the bell tower again. Um, it uh, it whirls towards you sees what you did does the same thing that it did in Halifax where it gets like right up in your face and just looks at I you yeah I avert yeah you just hear the the you hear what's it's almost more unsettling that instead of speaking to you like it did with Halifax instead of uh cawing out or shrieking like it did as a flock what you hear really up close with that putrid stench in your nostrils is just that kind of that quiet clucking and muttering that birds do when they're kind of uh yeah, you know, just like yeah, like in a in a, in a pigeon roost kind of yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just kind of hear that is all you kind of hear, um, that kind of quiet susurration, and then um, it explodes outwards into its flock form again, and instead of going up to the belfry, it goes into the front door, basically ushering Bilbrey, who is the last child that you see, back into the into the door, and then the door goes and closes with a very uh, solid finality. Um, you could swear in the ensuing silence as you survey uh, the blood that is streaked across the snow, your friend's body is sprawled in uh, unnatural <laughs> angles, uh -huh. uh, that you could hear some sort of hollow laughter coming from the mausoleum. Just quickly, like... <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then it's just, it's, it's just silence, and you're just standing there. Uh -huh. We should have gone and dug up some stuff. <laughs> Bleeding badly, your, your wounds. You made the save though, right? You never got affected by the the. the... Yeah, I made the save. I yeah, okay. 14. So you're bleeding heavily, and you slowly start to wrap yourself up, and you're just like, "What the fuck I, happened?" I, I did the expend the shield thing, John. Right. Yeah. No, it's great. Yeah. So I didn't. I'm not bleeding. Oh, you. So you didn't get hit at all. If we retconned the only hit. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. So. Yeah. 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 All right. So Argus will. Uh, you're like the lone. Halifax. He sees Halifax lying there clutching his arm, but, you know, he seems like he'll live. He heads over to Alfred, who's, you know, um, bleeding profusely, but not dying. Right, right, right. He's got, he's got like, he's been pecked all over his chest and so on. And he goes over to Snell and sees, the, you know, the viscera and organs and everything falling out of his head. He will attempt to uh, wrap some. Filthy rags around the wound. What is your intelligence, Ted? 13. Okay, so have it, so it's going to be 6. Yeah. So you need to roll a 6 or under on a d20. I know it. I know it. Um, it's still double the chance that he has to stabilize on his own, dude. No, it's great. Yeah. True. This is awesome. Yeah, I don't really have a first aid kit, so is I'm not really sure... 
I think he's got. A, I think I think David has a better chance on his own. No, David has a one in six chance, which is a sixteen percent chance. If Ted has like a six in twenty, that's like thirty percent. Thirty percent chance. Yeah, Mike's right. Okay. All right, I'm gonna make the roll. All right, it's five percent per dot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, on the green die. Need math on this guy. Oh, yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Roll the two. Let me see the camera. Get the camera down there. <laughs> nice. All right. Sweet. Yeah, I can't like believe it. <laughs> Nicely wow. done. All right. Wow. Uh, that Extra is money. pretty awesome. Is that worth one of his fatal dots, or does that just stop the bleeding? Uh, it removes a fatal wound, and he only had one fatal wound. Fatal wound. Okay. Yeah, so that's awesome. So, like, you were able to collect yourself. You're like, this is bad. This is bad. Get it together, fuck it. Like, get it together, Argus. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So you you find some clean as clean as you possibly can. Wow. You get some snow on there, and you um and you basically wrap his head in like for, like this, right? Like all the way around in this sort of angle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Is you get like pack snow on the on the wound. You scoop yeah. the brains back in. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's gonna be okay, bud. It's gonna be okay. <laughs> Just put this skull back in it, okay? Okay. Oh, Argus, bleeds out of there. <laughs> Mummy, mummy, I need, I need some tea. Yeah, uh, but unfortunately, Snell is not conscious. But um, he is now no longer in danger of dying, which is uh, really, really good because uh, uh, I'd basically written Snell off. <laughs> I, yeah, like, yeah. I, was, I was, I was, about to roll a fryer, man. <laughs> all day. So uh, I will drag the bodies out through the gate, okay. and then um, blow the whistle and. Hopefully the trappers will come help me. Otherwise, I'm gonna have to hump these guys down the hill one at a time. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, so I will not be surprised if they do. Yeah. Re- realistically, up. you told Esme is sort of like if we blow the whistle, that means trouble's coming, right? So. Oh. It's, so man, all right. Yeah, they're not gonna come. Uh, what you're assuming they do um, is that they and you do find this out because I'm gonna say you make it back to camp without um, without incident. Um, is that they basically prepared defense, um, right? So. Uh, it it th- these are like the longest, probably about an hour, maybe two hours of your life, M- probably more because you have to go back, right? There's no way. Yeah, you're I gotta go. Yeah. yeah, so it's I'm gonna say it takes like the rest of the day. Um, yeah, uh, you're it. you're exhausted after the battle, um, um, and then you've just got to you got to drag one body and then the other, and you're going through un uh, untrammeled wilderness basically, and um, through the snow, and it's just um, it's it's like really really bad. You see no more signs of the children, even every time that you uh, go up there. Um, and right. you just hear like the quiet clucking of the birds, which seem to be up in the belfry again. Um, but you, you can't help but shake the feeling that um, they're not just preening themselves up there. Like they're all watching you. You know what I mean? Just like just waiting for you to fuck up again, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so over the course of the day, you drag these guys back. Um, uh, uh, I'm going to just uh, I just think. A little bit of a penalty is probably appropriate here. I'm just going to give you a minus one to attack rolls and damage and saving throws uh, until you get a good night's rest. Just because, yeah, just because of exhaustion from fatigue, right? Um, Okay. uh, It absolutely exhausts you dragging these bodies. Um, Yeah. uh, uh, Why are we being consciousness at some point? uh, No, you have to get, you have to, um, you have to like get a night's rest. I'm resting. All right. So, yeah, so uh, you get back to camp, and uh, you know you, you return to camp with the first body, and you explain the situation. Um, they don't know what to make of it. Like they, they of course have seen the crows, but they've never bothered to. And this is Degish basically like we we never bothered to go up to the uh, 
to the bell tower. It's like, what were you thinking? We saw those footprints, and we just go straight away to the chapel. Ghost crows are enough for us. Thank you very much. I'll, I'll, I'll point at the badly injured Snell, and I'll say, well, he, he had an idea. Let's just say that. <laughs> he had an idea. It didn't work out. You leave it at that. Like, you don't mention the children, the existence of the children, or anything like that? Oh, I probably would. Yeah, I'll give him a basic explanation. I'll say... Look, there's a kid that's been lost. We're supposed to be looking for this kid. We'd heard they were around here. Or we heard some stuff. You know, we thought they might be here. We come. We find the kid. There she is. Those were the footprints. She doesn't want to come. So Snell grabs her. You know, she's a kid, right? You grab a kid, you book it. Oh, my God. As soon as he picked that kid up, all those crows burst out of that tower. You've seen them, right? They're creepy crows, right? You don't know nothing. They come out of that tower and they, they, like swirled together until they became a a thing. Not one crow, not a thousand crows, but a a crow thing. I, it's and like, like St. Louis protect us, and he makes yeah, like the red yeah, light. It was the worst. Is it cursed? I, said, I, I told you the place, the place was cursed. Tore us apart. I, I'm, I'm not ashamed to say it. I fell to my knees. I begged for forgiveness. He let me go. Well, we didn't get the kid. Ain't no shame in it. Wasn't nothing else to do. Would have meant your life. My life, their lives, now I've saved them. So here's my question for you, John. I know that the trappers here are in this sort of secluded space. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they have tents or anything. Like, uh, We've got rations. We can share our rations and and cook fire. Maybe they've got a pot we can eat a little better. No, they got a sweet setup here. Like They're they're much more well-prepared than you guys are. If they will let us sleep here with them, yeah, will these guys actually be able to get a good night's rest, given that we do not have ideal camping? Provided that there's no encounters? Yes. You, you, well, you have the ideal, you have the ideal, as much as you can in wintertime, you have the ideal environment right. for a good night's rest. But it is okay. still, still wintertime. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, it's much more likely uh, with this setup than you would okay. at all on your own. Like, it, it can't get any better than this, basically. And they, like, I, I don't know if they have a tent they can loan us or if we can, like, set up a tarp or something at least to cover these three yeah, guys. You'll have all the advantages. The only disadvantage that you have is the fact that it's wintertime. That's that's the disadvantage. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So I will, you know, do my best to, you know, clean their wounds and, you know, tuck them in and... Tell us a story. Know, tell us a story. Of course, they just oh, drooling in their injuries, you know. <laughs> poor comatose uh, smell there. Right, right. Uh, so you have to share body warmth. You have to come into my bag. Oh yes, I will strip down completely. <laughs> uh, as I learned, you know, you gotta when you get the hypothermic uh, kid, you gotta in Boy Scouts. I, I was always a little fishy about that one, but anyway. Um, Let me find. Okay. Did they tell you that in Scouts, Mike? You know, the hypothermic oh, yeah. kid falls in the lake. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. All right. So, um, thankfully you, for you guys, I am using uh, an optional rule for healing, which basically means, um, and we've seen this before, I think already, um, that uh, should you, um, a normal day is rest, no matter where you are, if you just have like, um, if you just sleep for eight hours, uh, undisturbed, and it's everything's kind of okay, um, then you will heal one hit point. If you get a full day's rest, where it's basically a 24 hours of doing nothing but like convalescence, right, you gain 1d3 hit points, right? Now, there are a lot of ways to massage those numbers, but those are all in-game world ways in which to find them, as in 
herbs, right. and, you know, cool, like good cool, soup, cool shit like that, which you don't have yeah, anything yeah. yet. Um, but uh, so uh, this is the way it's going to be. Um, I'm going to try to just kind of be a, a shooting square, our, our, you know, arbiter here. Um, uh, you have the ideal situation. So everyone has to make a, a single con check in order to get a good night's rest. Okay. You also, John, to, you also have to pray that I don't roll for any. I don't roll in camera overnight. Are we also? Are we at a negative number or are we at zero? You're at zero. Yeah, okay, yeah. The negative number only determines how severe your your penalty was whenever we checked the chart. But it's otherwise, good old Warhammer fantasy roleplay uh, system. Right good there. shit, right? Yeah. 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 All right, no encounter. So let's just see if you guys um, actually uh, sleep well. So roll me a con check. So you're rolling your con or under. Oh, um, does any uh, uh, Ted? Do you want to? Uh, you have to be the one to do this. Do you want to um, do some camaraderie at night? It cannot be like the tale of how badly you guys got fucked up there. It has I to be something that cheers people's I spirits. Do. <laughs> I do want to do camaraderie, and I have to find my notes because I wrote down uh, an idea for a camaraderie story. I will tell. Where did that go? I should make you just make a roll to see if you can even dredge up like a cheery story, considering what just happened. <laughs> but no, that's fine. Uh, I'll give you the bonus for. I'll say that they actually cook you a meal, and I'll. I'll, I'll, I'll oh my god! Thank you. Yeah. What is the bonus to That's my plus, con roll? It's a plus one. It'll also affect these guys too because you know you can be spoon fed. Okay. Um, Here you go, Snell. Here you go. <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't write <laughs> that. Like bubbling eye. up, you know, it's just sort of drool and yeah, bubbles. Totally. I have to like cut a hole in the fabric right. to get to his mouth. All right, so I will tell a camaraderie story. And the story will be, uh, you know, I'll be like, uh, so where are you guys from? You know, and they'll tell me that they come from whatever podunk dump where trappers live. I don't know. Sounds like a stand-up routine. Yeah. Thanks for coming. <laughs> where are you from? <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow, yeah, I've never been there. I've pretty much lived in in uh, drag my whole life. You guys heard of drag, right? You guys know about drag? It's oh, they like, terrible. oh, yeah. Bad and nights I'll, in drag. I'll tell, I'll tell the, uh, uh, you know, I'll tell, there's a, there's a, it, so it's not a who knows if it's a true story but it's a story that like makes the rounds in drag right that like it's a story you tell after you've been drinking you're at the bar right and someone will start to tell the story and the idea is to tell it more outrageously than you heard it right so the story <laughs> of whatever you know, like, <laughs> it's a bit like that yeah so, <laughs> RIP. Yeah. Yeah, RIP. so you know originally there was some big bruiser guy who got in a fight you know whatever and now it's like he's got this outrageous name you know big bob the you know galactic crusher or whatever and you know and he chews the door off the saloon and comes in and smashes the place up you know and then I'm just, you know, adding on to it, right? You know, and every time he smashes something, the splinters go flying. I'm, I'm adding in all the blood and guts and, mm -hmm. you know, drunkards and smashing heads, you know, and then the the finally the the sheriff of town comes, you know, or the Shire Reeve, I guess I should say, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's got a, you know, a big white hat, and I do the whole bit, you know, and the, their Titanic battle uh, where they shoot crossbows at each other and it just bounces off their skin and then they have a sword fight and their swords shatter and they pull out clubs and they break clubs over each other's heads, you know, and then, and, and, uh, you know, the, finally the ending, I, I'll tell some really horribly gross thing about, you know, Big Bob trying to 
belch on the, the sheriff, you know, and the sheriff farts at him. And I'm just getting really gross and vile. And, and then of course, the sheriff wins in the end. I love it. Okay. Uh, I would say normally you'd have to, you normally you have to make a charisma check, but you went into such detail that I'm just going to give it to you. <laughs> I myself am amused by the story. So, uh, all right. Uh, sweet. All right. So they love it. It actually brings a smile to people's faces. Cause, uh, despite the fact that there are three corpses sitting around you and, uh, <laughs> uh, so unfortunately the dead, uh, the, the unconscious cannot, uh, uh, partake in that, uh, that bounty of, of a story, but you do get the, the, the cooking one. Okay. So here's the way it works. The three unconscious people, you're going to make a con check, uh, but you're going to raise your con by one because you get the bonus from cooking and then try to hit that number or roll under. Okay. I spoon feed on a, like on broth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ted, right, you, uh, you get to add two to your con and then roll under that. Okay. Nice. I rolled a six. I, I know Ted. I know. I rolled a seven. Ooh. Okay. And I rolled Not to, oh, Ted. I rolled a 15. I'm good. Is that good? Yeah. I rolled, I rolled a 15. <laughs> right, I, I, I forgot Halifax. That's your high score, right? Is Chris, or uh, I got a 16, and with a plus one, it's a 17. So. Healthy what's as an your ox. con, Ted? Wait. What's your con? Con is 16. With that plus one bonus, it's a 17. Mm-hmm. Oh, either, I way, either way, I'm good, because I rolled a 15. Yeah. Okay, I get it. Yeah. We're going to break... It, it's going to become kind of tradition on every episode... That we asked Ted what his con is, and we forced him to tell us what it is. <laughs> what's, your, what's your con again? What, what's your con? What was that? Uh, it is V. My con is V. <laughs> v. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, well, fifteen. Well, yeah, I hope it V I perhaps. Fifteen is uh, uh, is uh, what is that? That's X V, and is not going. It's a little bit more than yeah. V. Uh, I'm up so, all night mopping up the pus off these guys' head wounds and yeah, super sores, yeah, they, and they owe you one. All right, so uh, the three of you guys, um, you guys all uh, in the morning, you wake up uh, with one hit point. Um, Ted, you don't heal anything. Well, you were already full, though, so it doesn't matter. That was fine. Yeah. Um, So uh, uh, you wake up. You see that Ted has, like, or um, not Ted, Argus. Uh, Argus has dark circles under his eyes, um, and he looks, like, harrowed, like, like, like he's been through something you guys wake up and it's just pain all you all you feel is pain especially snell um yeah uh, snell it's like you don't it's like you basically can't see out of one eye um you, you know it's just you're a wreck an absolute wreck um uh and when you guys take a look and kind of unwrap the bandages around uh snell's head thankfully you don't uh argus frankly doesn't know where it came from but somehow he prevented infection from um uh you know so it's a clean wound uh, in 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 one way of looking at things. On the other hand, it is a horribly ugly scar, like really bad. Uh, so it's um it's it's not enough to deduct a point of charisma, but it's um but it's right there. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, uh, it's the first thing that anyone's going to see whenever they look at uh, Snell, even after it heals and becomes a scar. Um, but the chicks dig scars, so there's that. Uh, uh, anyways, yeah, you wake up humbled, tired, in pain. Uh, without uh, Violet to show for it. What about the poison? Uh, yes. Uh, so th- that's a good question. So uh, that would be everyone but Argus again. Um, yeah. So you wake up and after eating something in the morning, discussing what happened and all that kind of stuff, you're able to kind of look at what what happened. Um, and you can see that the, the little... Um, 
black dots. Uh, they're slightly larger uh, on your body. Yeah, that's um, probably not good. Yeah. Now you don't really. I mean, you can't really pinpoint like are they causing you any deleterious effects? You can't really tell because your whole body is fucked up, right? Like they're basically around like these big scabs that are forming now from the wounds themselves. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, you can't. It, it doesn't look good. But spreading black dots is probably not a good thing, regardless if it's uh, actively causing you pain or not. Guys, I don't, we can go back to town. Absolutely. <laughs> we have to yeah. go back to and Here. report that Violet is being held captive by a monster. Uh, yeah. Uh, exactly. Halifax feels like this, yeah, this is his, he's done his duty. He's found her, he knows she's safe, <laughs> did what he could to rescue her, what would you guys say to us traveling to Harrowmore Keep instead of going to Prewart? I mean, you got to pass one to get to the other, right? Yeah. Probably stay, more. Or less, yeah. If you want to stay on the roads, you would you would actually have to go into the Prewart. There is okay. there is no direct road right to Harrowmore. And, okay. and I'm sorry, but I think we need to go. We know that there's knights in the town. We tell them what happened rather than delaying and going back up to Harrowmore Keep, which looks like it's a whole another day's travel or two, you know? Yeah, it would Are be, you, uh, uh, well, it's on the road. Uh, it, it would be a day's travel. You you could If you left in the morning at Prigwart and everything went fine on the road, you would get there by day's end. And, yeah. I mean, Halifax knows the people from, from Harrowmore. If we see anybody there, of course he could report it. Mm-hmm. Really, if we somebody's right. there, he can report it. If nobody's there... Until we're, yeah, we are woefully unprepared yeah. to yeah, yeah. So, man. can these guys actually travel? Oh, they can travel, yeah. You, you've got a hit point, so um, it's, it's rough. One hit point, bro, and, you know, we don't know what this poison is doing to us, so the sooner we get to, to a town where there's an actual healer, the better. Yeah, 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 there's, there's no debate. They're going straight back to break. Okay, okay. problem. So, uh, so we got very little food. And I don't suspect any of you have any money to pay a healer. So, do you have enough food to get back to town? Yeah. Okay. So, and um, we do have some money. You know, we we got some money from the thing. Worst case scenario, we have to sell Ethel. Well, well we, could, we could sell Ethel. According to my records, you have forty-nine gold pieces. Is what you have? No. As, as part no of the- according to my records, having spent thirty gold pieces on Ethel. Oh, on, and on, ten gold yeah. pieces on saddlebags and a cargo tree, and five gold pieces for the seven days of rations. Not each, but seven days of rations, mm-hmm. meaning seven meals. We have one left, plus seven days of feed for Ethel. We have two point eight gold pieces left. Good times. We spent <laughs> rather, <laughs> rather yeah. We spent a lot our last so, night there. We had a cabin. We had dinner. Okay. Because so I still made... have six gold on me from from like when my starting money, so I still have like okay. six cheap. I have a little bit left myself. Okay, so basically have... the journey is about uh, fourteen miles on the road. Um, I think that you're 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 you're, to Prigwart. you're yeah to Prigwart, Um and I believe that you're capped at twelve miles maximum um, by the slowest person. Right? We made it in one day on the way here. But wait, but that was also because you guys were wearing armor to slow yes. us down, right? Can we throw that armor up on Ethel and go? Um, the, I'm game. I wanted to last time, but but Halifax was refused, and well, so Halifax is going to walk behind us then. 
Because even if that, even if you're wearing your armor with your one hit point, if we run across a, a cobalt with a hard on, we're done. So <laughs> it's time to go. <laughs> uh, uh, he, he, he doesn't take he doesn't take much convincing now. He wants to get back. Most, yeah, okay. Mostly mostly because he wants to get the, yes. the port in if, on violence. Okay. Yeah, if Snell, if you if you, Snell, if, you Snell, if you remove your armor. Um, then you it, that does boost up, boost, boost up your speed to just be able to make it in by the end of the night. Should nothing happen on the road. Well, I'm, but John, I'm sorry. Like on the way here, you removed your armor. Right? No, we did not remove our armor, and it was a day's travel. If we had removed our armor, no, you said no, it would you, you did in the middle of the road. You guys camped in the middle of the road before you got to the trappers, didn't you? That was a hundred yards away from the trappers. Is all. Oh. Yeah, but you removed you removed your armor. You did. We did not. Yeah, you did. I, I, I went no, back to the video. No, no. Because Halifax was, Halifax was a jerk they, about they, it. They didn't want to get ambushed, so they left it on. And the, the idea was we originally wanted to get there before it was nightfall. But because we, they left the armor on, we got there at nightfall. Okay, well, if right. I did say that, then it's a mistake. Because it's it's, it's literally uh, 6, 10, 10 plus 4, 14. Yeah, 14. What did I say? 14 miles, right? Well, I, yeah. I, think, I think either way, like... Speed is of the essence in Halifax's mind, regardless. But my, yeah, my overland rate with armor on is twelve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the slowest would be twelve. Yeah. So if we had taken our armor off, it would have been double that, right? Uh, not double, but it would maybe uh, would have bumped you up to one twenty. So one twenty divided by five is what eighteen? Is yeah. that right? Um. So yeah, eighteen eighteen miles. Get there before oh, so before dark instead of two hours after. Right. Dark. So we get there. We get there in like early afternoon rather than after dark. Well, right. you know what? Okay. Actually, we shouldn't even be talking about this because God knows what the weather's like. And, oh, true. Uh, and we could all be eaten by spiders on the way home. So <laughs> the weather could be. Th- so that this is ideal. Uh, this is what the situation would be if it's ideal. So let's see if it's ideal. Yeah, Chances okay. are it's ideal, but you could still go on the other end of the bell curve. So let's see what happens here. So I need someone to roll two d six. I got it. I haven't ruled anything for the party yet. All right. Doobie, doobie, doo. I'm going to do it on Owlbear, John. Uh, Roll seven. Sure. One, two. Uh, I rolled an eight. An eight. An eight is good. Uh, Well, no, it's not great. Never mind. (laughs) Uh, Thanks, Mike. It is freezing rain. Oh, that's fucking awful is what it is. Um, (laughs) But it's not a a blizzard. Uh, Let me just see if it's going to... Let's see. Uh, of the encounter we're having this hypothermia. Okay, so it doesn't detract from your speed, which is the good thing. What it does do is it actually hinders your um, your visibility. So let me just check here real quick. Uh, all right, so following maintained road negates the risk of getting lost except under the most extreme weather conditions. So I'm going to say this isn't extreme enough. Freezing rain is right. awful. It's miserable, but you're not going to lose sight of the road. Um, the problem with visibility is that it, it inhibits your ability to. It, it makes your chances of getting lost higher. Um, you also have a hunter, which which would make you know it's not that bad, anyways. Um, but regardless, you're on the road. It's really fucking miserable. You're all really hurt, and it's just an awful mess as you make your way back to town. You uh, take off your armor, put on the horse, and you get uh, back on Ethel, and you make your way back, um, saying goodbye to the trappers. Uh, the trappers will. Um, they will, uh, because they feel awful for you, 
<laughs> and how miserable you are. Uh, they have no desire to go to Prigwort. That's not where they're from. Um, but uh, what they will do is they'll give each one of you a ration. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And can can before leaving, I just want to give an abundance of thanks to them and say, you know, if we're back in the area, we'll uh, be sure to check in and you know repay the favor if we can. Uh, so, uh, House Harrimore will remember this kindness. Uh, they say thank. They say thank you. Uh, they they highly suggest that you don't come back because <laughs> they themselves <laughs> don't plan on coming back anytime soon after the story that you just told them. Um, they say sure. we'll we'll find some other way to find something uh, to trap something a little bit more pedestrian. Uh, in the meantime, I, somewhere I, else in the woods. I think that I think that's wise after what we found up there. Uh, but but they they make signs um, afterwards though. They're horrible about those children though. Horrible about the children. Um, and uh, yeah, so. Uh, you make your way off, and let's see if we got a little bit of uh, this action going on. Mm-hmm. Pay no attention. Got a little bit of this action over here. And we got a little bit of this action over here. Ooh. <laughs> a little worrying, I gotta say. I love it. <laughs> let's please let us get robbed of <laughs> What the fuck is that? That's never a good sign either when I say that, right? <laughs> oh, oh no. This is awesome. Uh, this is awesome. <laughs> is it a wandering company of crow cultists or <laughs> Is it was it Mike's goblin with a heart on that's come after us? <laughs> John's like feeling a belt bad. He's just killed us. Oh, okay. All right. Hey, John, uh, roll, roll me a someone roll me a D6. Hey John, I have one one question. Yeah. I'll roll it. You mentioned something about like the uh house rules with the D three with the with the what? Healing. With the hit, with the healing. That's only if you spend the whole day resting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. You benefited. Yeah, we, we the, didn't... My house rule allows you to gain a hit point from resting. Normally, you don't get you, twenty-four hours. You don't heal at all unless you get a full day's rest, which is fucking nasty. Wow. Um, okay, so uh, someone rolled roll me a decent. You rolled a one. I rolled a one. Okay, cool. Um, all right. <laughs> <laughs> it could be good or bad in this game. You never know, right? No. Sometimes, usually low D6s are better. Um, in this case, it's not. <laughs> but but the, <laughs> No, it's, it's not a huge deal. I'm making it a much bigger deal out of this than it actually is. Um, so you're making your way back, um, and you've got the sinkhole creek on your left, um, and you're slowly... Well, you're going as fast as you possibly can on Ethel, but the armor's weighed down, and you're just kind of moping along through the through the rain. It's miserable. Um, when you, uh, you see... Um, uh, uh, actually, no. What I should say is, you actually smell first. You smell what smells like, like shit, like really putrid, um, fresh, straight out of the butt shit. Yeah. <laughs> and it's very. It's sort of like you look around at your companions. You're like, who farted? Like it's really, really bad. Um, uh, Snell, roll me a d6. Just Snell. Jesus. <laughs> A two. A two? A two? Okay. All right. You are the only one who knows if it wasn't your friends. It could possibly be, though no one's owning up to it. If it's not one of your friends, it's one of the infamous uh, uh, creatures, deer-like creatures known as false unicorns, 
must be about because they their sign is their incredible flatulence, which um, lies heavy in the air <laughs> and spreads for quite a distance. You know this from being a hunter. Um, they are um, uh, relatively harmless unless cornered like most game animals. Um, they are white-furred. Uh, deer-like creatures, and they're called false unicorns because there is they they have a single horn, but it's like a like a deer horn, right? Like a like that kind of material that kind of comes yeah. out from their forehead, um, but it's not like a swirly unicorn pointed sort of thing. It's sort of like a like a weird, you know, like a like a deer's okay. antler, but comes out the center of their forehead. So That's at a quick funny. glance, it's often mistaken for unicorns, in which um, a lot of people think it gives rise to the legends of unicorns when they're actually mistaking it for a false unicorn. Um, that said, that's what you're smelling. You know one's out there. They are pretty tasty. Well, let's continue. Or do you want to try to feel one? No. Yeah, we but did agree that if we brought game back, that we'd get uh, uh, a nice setup at the end. Look, at the end, rather. To escape the whole demon, to die by a shit demon, is like a non <laughs> How Fair did enough. he die? Oh, yeah, he got uh, uh, bumped into by a deer. Fair yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't look at him wrong. I just, honestly, I, I don't want to do anything but just go and sleep in a bed somewhere, and I just... Okay. Go. Do you want to um, forage on your journey? You can forage without uh, without reducing your speed. Sure. Okay. Uh, I guess we're uh, so, All right. Someone roll a d6. Go ahead, Hunter. I'll do it. I haven't, I haven't done it for a while. Uh, that would be a one. Shit, you guys are hitting the fucking uh, odds. Uh, you find something. Let's see what you find. Uh, what hex are we in? Shit demon. Found a shit demon. <laughs> you uh, forage for some uh, mushrooms that were growing out of the shit demon's dung. I was going to say, yeah, we find a big old pile of turds covered in delicious, delicious mushrooms. Uh, hold on one second here. Like Watch them before time. consumption. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. Hold on a second. Here, 1005. What's in 1005? A little bit of that, a little bit of this. All right. I hope it's hamburgers. Um, Healing potion bush. Okay, roll me another d6. Come on, baby. Uh, that's a, that's another one. A one. You find some fungi. Roll me d20. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Is these uh, the uh, I see God fungi? I die right away, or I make a nice omelet? Find out. That's a 19. A 19. All right. Yes, you find wind, wind cap, it's called. Uh, they're oyster clusters. Oyster mushroom clusters. Tan in color with maroon patches. Um, they smell like burnt hair and they have a, uh, they have a strange anti-flavor that numbs the tongue. <laughs> That's cool. They're nur they're nourishing, but coincidentally enough, they produce awful flatulence. <laughs> so I would actually say that we retcon it and we say that you find the wind caps before you find the false unicorn. Everyone gets flatulent because of the wind caps and then. Snell really doesn't know if it's a false unicorn or if it's actually the rest of the party. <laughs> Everyone's farting. Um, forged food is, is, a, is a great way, though, to supplement um, and not having to burn rations. So um, if you successfully do it, it provides enough um, of the forged food to feed 1D6 human-sized beings for a day. So it, it can 
you know, if you roll high enough, it can actually save you each a ration for a day, which is pretty sweet. That is really sweet. Roll a d6. Yeah, go for it. Oh, that's one. One. Okay. So one of you can eat the mushrooms. Yeah. It means that if we share and share alike, we can all fart, and we can split up the three rations we got from the trappers plus the mushrooms, and we can all eat today. There you go. All right. So uh, by the end of the day, uh, you come sodden into town. Um, Everyone that is out and about, which is very few, kind of looks at you strangely as you kind of, you know, plod your way into the mud-soaked town of Prigwort. Um, And it's miserable, just absolutely, absolutely miserable. Um, You're coming in from the uh, Swinney Road as well, so you have to basically make your way to... um, uh, all the way across town to get to to, to uh, the Clash Antler, which is at the north of town. Uh, let's see here. Let me get a uh, little vis real quick. Give me a second. Give me a second. It's worth it. Oh my god! Here it goes. There it is. Oh, oh yeah, oh, uh, baby. Come in through the Abbey Gate, and then you're going to make your way to the um, the Groaning uh, Gate. Through the Groaning Gate back out right, and you're going to go to yeah. the Clash Antler right there. Um. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, it's basically near the end of the day. So people are kind of getting off from a day's work and they're starting to filter in. Um, uh, it is a miserable day though. Um, and your day's about to get more miserable because it is miserable outside. Guess who is it? Yeah, that's right. Guess who isn't out raising hell today? That'd be Oustish and the Bounders. And so, um, they are in there, um, and you can hear them before you enter and they're doing their thing. And, um, it's just. It's just bad news. They're already they're already drunk. Sepestra and Blino are um, at their wet's end already. The night hasn't even really begun. Um, they see you, um, uh, and a lot of like calls ring out. You know, like look what the cat dragged in. You know that sort of thing. You know, so I had a little bit of an adventure, did we out there? A little bit worse for wear. You know, um, that sort of thing. And uh, just how much of- how much gold for the room that is like a private room? Uh, One gold. Yeah, I believe that's a gold per night. Yeah, a but, gold but, per person no, per night. No, or no, gold? for the whole thing, it's it's a pretty good deal actually. I plunked down a gold piece, one of my last six, because we all need a good night's sleep. But first things first, I go up and I ask the barkeep. I said, "Are there any of the knights of Harrowmore Keep in town still?" Oh yeah, that that's Halifax's first order of duty too. Oh, the three the three do uh, the the three ducal knights. Uh, they took they took rooms at uh, unfortunately at the wrinkled meddler and the wrinkled meddler is like uh, you've heard is like the really nice in uh, in the south of town you guys want me to go go get them since you, you can rest or, or do we or do we hire somebody to just go down there like give a kid a, like five copper and send him down there yeah. to go oh no and no one from uh, from house Haramore is not not here in this room, but they're saying that the Ducal Knights are are have taken rooms at the Wrinkled Meddler. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I would go get them and see if they can come meet us here. We have a tale to tell them. In the meantime, like, does that room come with food? It came with a continental breakfast. It right? does. It comes with a continental. Yep. Yeah. We how much? Eat, uh, how much? We've yeah, we eaten today, but I mean, do we need dinner still or no? We've eaten today. Okay. Yeah, we've had rations. Yeah, we can just abstract it, but yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, as long, Ted, you marked that off, the party stuff for the rations? Well, that's his coin, but I've kept track of the rations, yeah. Okay. 
Cool. So you're taking that off of like the, the, the traveling expedition rations, right? Like no one needs to mark off their personal stuff. Is that correct? Right. Yeah. Okay. I did have, we, I did have to mark off rations for the day. Cause when we left Prigwart, we used rations the day we traveled. We used rations the day we got our asses kicked. Then on the way home, we ate mushrooms and rations the trappers gave us. Gotcha. So we've got one person's day of food left from that pile. Okay, cool. All right, so yeah. we set. We're, uh, we're this is a great place to stop. Actually, um, we'll pick it up again with yeah. the conversation with the Ducal Knights. Uh, so let me just. Uh, it was the twelfth of Limewild when we started, um, and then we slept at the camp. Oh, right. Uh, so the day of travel was the thirteenth of Limewild. And oh, then, it's the night of the thirteenth. Yeah, it's and, my birthday. <laughs> true. Is it? Uh, no, my birthday, like real birthday. Though. So, did you want to um, so just for next time? Did we want to pick it up with a conversation in the morning? Like, you want to sleep tonight? No, I think they need to come right away. Because... Okay. All right. So, I'm going to yeah. say um, uh, that you got into town. You were able to travel like 18 miles per. It might 18 miles per travel day, right? Yeah. So, which is about the travel day is about eight hours. So it only took 14. So you probably would have gotten in around. Um, two or three ish right yeah like early afternoon so we'll say it's about we'll say it's about 5 p.m when you're ready to be like let's go find the ducal knights how about that okay is that fair yeah okay uh and it's called the wrinkled meddler the wrinkled meddler yeah um and uh we'll pick it up with there because that's actually a pretty cool place with some interesting stuff going on um we're all gonna go over there or do you want me to go fetch them and bring them here how long a walk is it from one to the end to the other, John? It's like half an hour, maybe. This uh, town looks way bigger than I thought it was. No, well, I don't. I don't know if it would take it half. Well, to, to get there and back, yeah, maybe about half an hour, maybe. Yeah. yeah Halifax would go too. A uh, pre-ward, by the yeah, way, it, uh, just so you have an idea, is has twenty hundred people in it. Oh, wow. dude. So, it, it's well, by, it's by far the largest town in in the midst of the yeah. wood, but it it pales in comparison to the side of Castle Brackenwall, which is an actual city. All right. Uh, so right. the 13th is Eggfast. Okay, cool. All right. Don't forget that Collies, which are Mondays, um, are the day, or is market day where you can buy like more exotic goods, stuff that you normally can't find. That's two days away. Um, just well, just in case you're planning on leaving again, you, you might want to wait and, you know, see what's available on Collie. We should also maybe explore the herbalist and show him these black spots. Wormspittle. Edgar oh. Wormspittle. Yes. Oh, um, great. Here's what I'm thinking, though, Matt. Like, is if you guys are, you know, thinking realistically, right? You guys are beat up, you're injured, you want to rest. You know, I can go get them and bring them back here, and then your story bears even more weight when you're you're all, all trashed and thrashed and beat up. You know, if you're still walking around, you know, right? Um, I, yeah. I don't disagree with that. I mean, if it makes more sense for us all to go there, then fine. It also it also Ed Ted. If we show up, we still look in thrashed that adds even more weight to our story if like Good. before we even slept and got a meal we came to find them yeah, and so, I, i'm just like thinking from halifax's like mindset yeah. like he's doing everything he can here which would mean to if those are the guys to tell he would want to go tell the guys doesn't matter right. if, he, if he's all about right to fall over I disagree with that so right. so maybe john maybe as soon as before we even plunk down the gold for the room mm-hmm um, they tell us where the Ducal Knights are. Maybe we pick up the next session just going down to that inn, you know? Oh, I thought you, you were... always 
I thought you wanted to bring them back to you. No, just, I, you're, you're I mean, okay. Okay. We're all saying is if we show up at their inn looking thrashed and with a horrible tale to tell, it'll give more weight to our story. Uh, than if oh, we, gotcha. Okay, gotcha. You know, gotcha. We, we come into town, go straight there. Yeah, yeah sitting around drinking beers in front of a warm fire, they're going to be like, uh, okay. Okay. So maybe we just go straight down there and. <clears throat> Got it. I have no. That idea. makes sense. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Uh, I think that'll do it. So, yeah. All right. That was awesome. uh, brutal. Um, that was a blast. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully still fun. fun. <laughs> <laughs> Incredibly. Hey, did we hit second yeah. level yet? Did we hit second level yet? <laughs> yeah. That's that's <laughs> where you guys are really tanking right now. Is like the XP. <laughs> Not great for uh, you guys or, right now. Or <laughs> that we were when we started. Yeah, so we've actually lost XP, so we're actually zero level characters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a it's a I little. Just want to point out the the whole walk back. Argus would have been like, eh, we could have bought a shovel. We could have bought a couple of shovels. Shut up, Argus. Taking the money, five thousand gold pieces, but no, yeah. I had to put Snell's brains back in his skull. Yeah, Snell like lost half of his skull, and like Argus is complaining about like his. I I, I don't have my shield anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we a shield, man. I love it. All right, Snell still, is talking. Still... Go ahead. Hmm? I still hate that damn donkey. Yeah, I hate that dance. All of our ill started when we bought that. Now who is saved your life? Yeah, exactly. Now who is already talking to Ethel an inordinate amount is doing so even more now after that interview. Yeah, exactly. Just full conversations. All right, so that'll do it for this this session. Thanks for everyone who has tuned in and watched up to this point. Hope you're enjoying it. And we will pick it up again next time with uh, the meeting between our heroes and <laughs> and and the Ducal Knights, uh, and see what see what they make of this story. So uh, we will see you all next time. I, I promise to dress up more next week. <laughs> oh, please do, please. Do. Yeah, exactly. no one go but us. Good night, everybody. In some effort. <laughs>